in a world for friends one mission to bring freedom to everyone involved dude what the fuck are you doing doing a thing for the podcast just say the name fine it's the freedom friends podcast what's up matt hey dynamite how you doing i let you start did you see that i did i stared at you i want you to feel comfortable because we're on this is the 100th fucking episode of the show shit 100 fucking episodes and as you can see we're in a different place altogether we're in a whole different state whole different state of mind by the end of this you'll be dynamite drunk and it's going to be fucking (laughs) awesome but it's uh it's a celebration we have some friends with us today some friends of freedom freedom friends and it's uh it's a great show man i am fucking excited about this been in san antonio texas for uh for the last day and a half had to i had to do some cool shit Uh, i had to go see some cool people doing some cool fucking things and now we're here with more cool people doing cool fucking things so um yeah, man, 100 episodes, and why don't we just go around the table? Well, and, and if you happen to be listening to the Freedom Friends podcast and you really don't know what the hell is going on right now. Let's just clarify that. Fuck boys. Fuck boys. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Coming at you, not even fucking close to live from where? The Warfighter Tobacco Studios. In? Beautiful San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> oh, do you hear that? That is the sultry sound of jazz. Ooh. Uh, I got Scott and John over here. I'm Mikey, and we... Collab episode, everybody, with That's the boys right. from Vet as, Pivot. As Matt put it, it's a co-show. It's a co-show. 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 It's not a co-show. Co-show. So, uh, co-show. <laughs> congratulations on 100 fucking episodes, yeah, guys. guys. That's, That's uh, huge, hey, Cheers. We'll drink to that. Yeah, Lord yeah, knows yeah, why the fuck uh, you decided to share it with us, but uh, we're happy <laughs> to have you. It's, um, it, it's been cool. I mean, 100 episodes, as you know, we have these episodes, and you can look back, as we were talking about before the show started, you have all these fucking people and stories of of folks who you've talked to, and it's cool to, like, reminisce of all that. So when you look back at, like, 100 episodes and think about the the collection of guests that we've had on the show, it's it's pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah, like yeah. NFL players to business owners to well, you fucking guys, you know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> So let's. Uh, you chose us, Jesus the, Christ, man! For the welcome, man. For the Freedom Way Friends set listeners. That bar low. Shit. For the Freedom Friends listeners, before one, our viewers and listeners start drinking, and we all start drinking. Yeah. Uh, the Vet Pivot Podcast. Why don't you guys do your thirty-second plug and where they can all find you? Yeah, hundred percent. So we are everywhere where you find podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google. Everywhere. I'm trying to go to YouTube, okay, so you can see our beautiful ah. faces because I feel like that's the place to go, right? Is, we had that conversation today. Actually. We're on, we're on we're, we're on YouTube. I'm trying, trying to grow YouTube. YouTube yeah. yeah, you know, it's like YouTube feels like the place that the podcast yeah, it's should hard. be. It is yeah. hard to it's grow. It's hard to grow the channel. It is hard to grow. I thank you. you yeah, know I'm glad we're grow? not the only ones. No. People share it. Growing YouTube is fucking hard. It is, but really? I th- I feel like the reward is worth it. You know, put you the effort there, into it. 100%. Yeah. Totally yeah. agree with you. And for all of them that are listening to the Vet Pivot podcast, <laughs> you can find Freedom Friends. Literally fucking literally everywhere, everywhere you can find your podcast. Except yeah. iHeartRadio, because who gives a shit? The, because yeah. the 12 <laughs> people that, that use that, why, <laughs> hey, we Sorry. are on iHeartRadio. Yeah. See, because you fucking want to be. <laughs> you know, like, every listener counts. We had one guy, bitch. Yeah, but was we're like, mediocre at best. Yeah, so. we've, never, we've never promised anything. We had one dude that was like, 
oh, but you guys are on iHeartRadio. We were like, go fuck yourself. How about yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> iHeartRadio. For all you folks that are still using still, that. Yeah, both of you. Uh, <laughs> That's like what? Two Thank music you. channels on there? Thank and you for guys. tuning in. That's apparently yeah, that's all of iHeartRadio. Yeah. I'm yeah. still waiting for the phone call. I'm trying to cash in on royalties from iHeartRadio. Yeah. All the plays that we Good get. Good luck with that. It's Half classic. You get royalties? Classic oldies, Stern and you. Let's discuss <laughs> these royalties. It. You get royalties? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, bro? He's like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> redacted. <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up, Danny. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how the fuck you guys are getting paid to do a podcast. Because yeah, like, there is no money in this, man. Jesus oh, Christ. There wouldn't be a we. Look, it's uh, <laughs> golly, bitch a little more. Why don't you? We oh, do Jesus, have uh, man. some bills to pay. <laughs> there, are, uh, there are some bills. And there I'm are sure, bills associated with podcasts. And I'm sure you guys got some bills to yeah. pay as well. Uh, so I'll uh, kick it off. Brought to you by WarfighterTobacco.com. Use that code Freedom Friends. Score yourself that sweet 15% off discount. Uh, go to OWellness.us for all of your uh, CBD needs. Uh, use that code Freedom Friends 25. Score yourself a quarter off your order over there. 25% off. Uh, GrillYourAssOff.com. Check stuff. out uh, Murph and them over there. Uh, some fine fellas. FF15. FF15 is your uh, code over there. And we have a new sponsor today, boys. Our Hello. friend over at Robertson Insurance Group. That's which, right. Uh, if you look up, I think it's Robertson and maybe Aaron Robertson Insurance.com. We'll post it or whatever. Yeah, it'll be posted. Uh, you didn't get us a copy, bud. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But you can search Robertson Insurance Group anywhere hey, in Scott, Texas. Is and this business card right there? Any type of insurance so what, you what's could What's the need. website on the card? The website on the card happens to be. Aaron Robertson Insurance.com. Hey, I Aaron, nailed it. I love hey, look you, at that. AR, <laughs> someone's a leader. Literally any type of insurance you could want. Business, yeah. personal, home, one motorcycle, a, car. One A. One A R O N. Yeah. yeah. See, right. he didn't done fuck up. No, yeah, he's not uh, he's not a fucked up AA Ron. And uh <laughs> By the way, he's also a carrier in multiple states. So if you need help, uh, hey, go I, hit and, them up. And, They'll take care of you. And he's a veteran. So he's, oh, he's, nice. He's a great dude. Uh, we, I mean, uh, he get he, on his Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he insures my house, my vehicles, my business, yeah, uh, too. everything. So yeah. like, we actually wow. use him. I've played golf with the fucker for years. Uh, he's been a close friend. Um, yeah, like like I, he's a member of Satmar. If you guys listening are aware of my dealings with uh, San Antonio Marines, uh, he's been a staple member for a long time. Like Aaron is a solid stand up guy that I will put my name behind a hundred percent, no matter what. Appreciates a good dick joke. He does. Well, good and, for him. And yeah. a good fart joke. Like I get right. Snapchats of us shitting. We we do yeah. battle shits on the shitter all the time via Snapchat. So. <laughs> and here's the big thing with Aaron. And I know like it's too easy to go to whoever your insurance agent is and or your insurance company. Go to their website, put your name in, and they're going to give you a quote. Having Aaron is actually somebody that understands the maze that is insurance. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, you actually, John actually said that Aaron was able to get him a cheaper rate at the insurance company he was with. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so he I, quit. I, he canceled his insurance policy. I call policy up and cancel to- my old policy. <laughs> and, you know, they're going through the whole thing and they always try to sell you and, you know, what, you know, can we beat the quote, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And they're like, well, if you don't mind me asking, why, why do you want to cancel your policy? I'm like, well, I found another policy that's cheaper. Like, oh, well, um, you know, you don't have to answer this, but who'd you go with? I'm like, well, with you guys. <laughs> and they're like, well, I'm glad we could beat ourselves then. <laughs> so, and that's kicking my ass. But that's I, the, I love it when I can beat myself. Yeah. I really do. Can't but that's the perk of actually having an agent, somebody that's actually going to. And Aaron's also the type of dude that if your house burnt down at two in the morning and you called him, 
Yeah. He's going to show up. Like, like a good neighbor. Yeah. Aaron is there. Hey, so, <laughs> but, uh, so I think we might have lost our first sponsor already. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. Uh, so, what about your vet favorite boys? How about you boys? We, uh, yeah, we do have, we have a couple. So, uh, first of all, shout out to Past Life. Okay. Past Life is a new app that's out there that, uh, you know, in the unfortunate circumstances that the worst imaginable thing happens to you, you can actually use Past Life to store passwords. Uh, store your your life insurance information you can store your uh your will your living will and all, everything that you need like when you die that your family's going to need to to like oh, I dig this. close stuff up and and really cuz that's like the hardest part about it right like when like especially my, in a digital age yeah, I can exactly. yeah. like yeah. all those passwords to all those different accounts like we we went through this with like my dad passed back this in March it's so much better it's than like, the stack of post it notes that i have it's way better than the stack of post it notes like if you scribble crayon like uh I like, can't, like I the marines do like out, on a wall i can't figure out this stuff when i'm alive yeah. i can't imagine how hard it would be after i die to figure this out that's just Probably. so the snozberries taste like snozberries <laughs> that's the only reason we would ever put a crayon on a wall 100% but you know what a good battle buddy does right <laughs> Clears that battle buddy's browser history first. That's right. Yeah. All right. That is. Yeah. Don't forget that. Which is bad because then if you uh, if you don't have that shit saved, then you can't go recover those passwords that you need <laughs> unless you have past life. So if you go to past life, pastlife.com, use the code vet pivot. Uh, it's going to get you a nice little discount there. But in addition to that, it's just a great thing that they're doing for veterans veteran owned company that's trying to create this app for veterans uh so that uh, and active duty service members that they have somewhere to put their stuff for safekeeping for folks to go check out i like it yeah Yeah, so it's very very cool i've heard of it before i like it yeah Yeah. it's they just launched okay so they just launched uh in january so definitely go check them out past life um emerging technology yes emerging technology very secure very cool um very cool shit pastlife.com singles i think they say what's the the tagline is Throw your loved ones a lifeline. That's what they say. Yeah. So, uh, and then we have Lazy Lab Hunting Club. So I would be uh, really fucking up if I didn't mention Lazy Lab Hunting Club because it's a nonprofit that we work with and and help sponsor through uh, Vet Pivot. So Lazy Lab Hunting Club is a big deal is that that truck to the listeners trying to figure out what that noise is there's a there's a big fuck off compensation vehicle outside that's decided to fire up he's moving uh his his, uh obviously huge dick didn't weigh him down too much so he's 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 good that's why you need a truck like that yeah haul that thing around somehow yeah right dude he's only got four inch toilets in his house because anything taller than that he fucking gets it's just not good water yeah Yeah. When they figure out heated toilet water, it'd be better for guys like him. You're right. So, uh, yeah, but but Lazy Lab. Okay. So, it'd be great for my bidet, too. (laughs) (laughs) If you like hunting, if you like going in the great outdoors, Lazy Lab actually takes, uh, veterans and uh and and active service members, takes them on a hunt and, uh, gets them out, out in the wild. Gives them some trigger time. We were talking about this earlier today, Mikey. It's, yep. it's a great thing. Got to experience a hunt back in December. Uh, dropped my first deer. Um, as I as I said on our show, uh, episode 98, where Mikey was on the show, We um, I'm an adult onset hunter. And I have Lazy Lab to thank for that. So it's uh, it, it's a it's a great nonprofit. Ninety eight and a half cents of every dollar goes back directly into the program. Nice. So when you talk about like nonprofits, where's that money really going? Yeah, this one ninety eight and a half uh, cents of every dollar, and that's good to hear because I am one yeah. of those people that like. Well, we run a nonprofit. I'm like, I want to know where your money yeah. goes. Yeah. Yeah. How much yeah. goes to administrative cost, right? That's it, yeah. always my first question. Yeah. So that's Lazy Lab. I can get behind. So they're on the hunt to mend the heart. I've seen it. 
with my own eyeballs, a really, really great organization. Uh, a lot of good stuff. They're trying to actually raise 15 grand to cover the rest of the hunts uh, for, for this year. And there's also a competition series that we're working on bringing up as well. Wow, nice. uh, so it's uh, there's a, a local organization here uh, that uh, we are it's close to the show. Uh, a good friend, uh, Mike Barker with a uh, hero sports does very, very similar. He's an outdoors side of his uh, house and uh, they do, they cover all sports, but they have an, the hero sports outdoors does very, very similar mission. Uh, so like we, we've all seen firsthand uh, yeah. John and I have been on hunts before. Seen Just firsthand. what a difference yeah. that like, like getting a, getting a guy out of the house and getting him yes. out into that environment to, to actually do something like that. It's important, man. So shout out to the boys at lazy lab, man. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. cool. It's they're a, doing that. Amazing stuff. Yeah. That With 48 that. hours can literally change and save lives. Oh, just, just sitting out there. Like I found myself, you know, like you sit around and uh, you're bullshitting and everything and it just gets quiet, but it doesn't, it doesn't go quiet because it's awkward. It just goes quiet because like, yeah, you're at peace. Like you, what else, what else do they fucking say right now? I'm just appreciating everything yep, that's shit, in front of me. Right. So until um, you go on a dog and knife hunt, <laughs> John, and John and, and I are like, chaos. And it's like eight o'clock AM. We're cracking <laughs> beers and everybody's joking. And we're like, are we hunting right now? What the you fuck know, is that, going on? That didn't change on this past one. No, no. Yeah. Uh, were, literally, I were woke, you like, let me show you boys how it's done. No, no, I, I woke up. I loaded the cooler. Didn't say anything to anybody. Loaded what the cooler, put the cooler in the back of the side by side and Brad's. And, uh, everyone's getting ready we're you know corralling all the dogs and everyone's getting set up we're trying to figure out who's going where and what the game of attack is we're on a thousand acre ranch nice and uh brad walks up to me and uh and he pulls a fucking a drink out right what do you pull out a whiskey charlie Uh. (laughs) see he pulls one out and he just kind of like gives me this look like i'm fucking up right it's out of my back pocket (laughs) i pull out one and out of my other back pocket, I pull out another one. And I was like, I didn't think you were going to be ready, sir. And I handed it to him. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is that what he, he wasn't ready. No, he was ready. He was ready, ready. He's like, I've been looking forward to this all year. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we started cracking beers this year about 730. And- That's the good thing about hunting with a knife. Uh, you can't accidentally shoot your buddy. Yeah, uh, there's, there's so no, you can just accidentally stab point. yourself. Right, yeah, right? that's a solid point. Yeah, but that, I mean. Uh-huh. But you can't drink all day. If you don't start in the morning, that's a true story. That's facts, boy. That's facts. Well, good so that's, shit. That's us. That's uh, us in a nutshell. Right. And yeah. so uh, you were mentioning that you have you work with a guy that helped you with some of the land for this. Correct. Do you want to mention who that is? I don't know if we if okay. you'd be cool with that. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm cool with that. I don't know. There's just an cool altruistic dude that helps out with land it's for his lazy, fucking name. lazy lab. We'll, we'll just go with James. Name. All right, we'll just go with James. <laughs> so, right. So, so big shout out to James. All right. right. John and I some res- put some respect on We know on James <laughs> and his wife Missy. Oh, and so yeah. it's a small world, and uh, yeah. I, I okay. thought that was great. He's a former platoon sergeant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yep. he, his old platoon sergeant. That's fucking. Oh no shit. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Really cool. Yeah he he gave us big huge help by procuring some land for us to be able to take three heroes out on a hunt. Was that last month? Not, heroes yeah. is, a, is a stretch so well i mean that's internally you know <laughs> internally in the organization that's what we refer to all sure. our hunters as heroes and so all the recipients sports, of a hunt all the recipients hero of a hunt. sports we refer to them as degens yes they're all about but the it's the same thing i think but yeah. it's with love yeah it's, it's with love can yeah. confirm yeah degens from up north yes yeah from, from up country we're, we're from up country yeah. fucking yeah. degens from up country Goddamn degens hate those degens from up country easy there jersey <laughs> at least you're in pork roll jersey you're not in uh, taylor ham jersey. Uh, you're right you're right yeah <laughs> south jersey is actually nothing like the armpit that north jersey is yeah, yeah. it doesn't smell half as bad 
It smells halfly like garbage and also the other half like Philly, which is it okay, just well, garbage. Fuck. No, yeah, just garbage. Okay, never mind. That's more like garbage and vomit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Vaseline all over poles because they have to Vaseline their poles so that people don't climb yeah. them. Like, that whole city just, smells like hookers and cheese whiz. That's weird. It's whiz, though. Jeez, you got to put whiz, on your, without. Put whiz yeah. on your steak. Fucking put whiz on your steak, yo. I, I can't make steak that tastes good, so I have to put this cheese that comes in a can. That also <laughs> doesn't taste good. <laughs> it's like, what do you want? It's like, it's uh, like my diarrhea doesn't really matter, dude. Like, <laughs> it's like fucking spraying potpourri over your fart. Now you just have like a... Now, it's, now you just have floral <laughs> fart. Yeah, like floral <laughs> fart, yeah. You know, it's, it's not actually curing anything. It's a rose bush that it's actually... Like lilacs. Yeah. It's a rose bush and a lilac bush that was actually procured this. in manure. That's Look all it is. <laughs> what is what's that aroma? Eucalyptus shit? <laughs> Why does it smell like a tomato field? What Man, the fuck? This is awesome. Sage <laughs> shit. Uh. <laughs> so what's up? What's the are you uh-huh. is he the first Air Force guy we've had on the show? Yeah, I think so. Oh, fucking, you know. fucking yeah. shit. You're welcome. I was it just took- sitting here thinking about it. Yeah, it took about ten minutes for oh, them to hit be. on it. Well, Matt. I mean, because we, uh, we usually go over our guest background <laughs> and stuff, and I'm just like you guys do. Yeah. Um, so I guess for we're for, just trying to figure this out because it's this, both audiences. It's the co-show, yeah, for show, for, co-show, for show, for show, for show, for show. So I'm trying to figure out, like, do we introduce them because then it's repetitious for their listeners, but you our can, listeners may can. not know who the well, fuck. How, they how, are. how about everybody? How about we just do a quick one? Yeah, yeah or just, just go around the horn, just around the horn, a thirty second. All right, Mikey, what do you got? Uh, I'm Mikey, uh, retired United States Marine, 15 years plus, uh, six combat tours, and I'm bad at dodgeball. Super bad. Very yeah. bad. Uh, Matt and uh, Air Force vet. And what did you do in the Air Force? Uh, a little bit of everything. I was calm, IT, Usually they right? Like a and uh, I was a. <laughs> I was an MTI, so if you don't know what that is in the Air Force, the drill instructor in the Air Force, right? right? So, uh, did that for five and a half years, and then went on to uh, program management. Nice. So you made sure you distributed hugs and proper motivation for the attempt to do a push-up. You that dude in that video? It's like they're mostly as strong as, tri- as Marines. No, uh, fucking, I love that. Video. That, uh, <laughs> that was not me. Our physical fitness standards are up there with the best of the best. Our guys are practically me. Marines. This, I don't know where that came from, but it was uh, it was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Our physical our physical fitness standards are uh, what they are. Solid attempt. <laughs> 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 What I, I'm about to pull out of my best Dennis Green here. We are who we thought we were. Yeah. I mean, I mean in, in all fairness, if you have. This a, is always going to go bad. Like no, no, whenever no, it starts, all fairness. In, in all fairness. It's the same as saying with all due respect. Yeah. yeah okay. But you, you'll be happy with this outcome. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. So if you have a, an F-22 mechanic. Yep. And he's the best F-22 mechanic and he's 25 pounds overweight. Do you really care? No, we were just talking about this in the car on the way over. I'm going to cut you off because I know what you're about to say, John. No, you don't. (laughs) I feel like I've heard it all before. You're right, though. I don't care that my airman has to buy new ABUs or or whatever they wear now, right? Every year because he just can't manage his waistline as long as the network's up. 
so that the grunts can continue to watch their porn while they're deployed. <laughs> Who cares? Right? Right? We also Very don't important. care. Yeah, we also don't care. Because <laughs> we, we have that, Sharpies. It's good to know that the Air Force runs their IT department just like every other corporation runs their IT department. <laughs> I don't care that you smell like virginity and Cheetos as long as the network doesn't go down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I want my fucking email working, guys. Right. I'll tell you what. While I, uh, while I was deployed, we lived like kings because people would just bring us, to, hey, can you put a worldwide access phone in my room? Yes, I can. But what can you do for me? <laughs> it like, always became this barter right, thing. Right. I'd have been like, yeah. not beat the shit out of you. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's got a point though, because I did some of that horse trading, and that's why my Xbox would go online. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's like every deployment you ever you always make friends. There's a few guys you make friends with. The comm yeah. guy who does like the wire yep. stuff. Yep. Supply. supply. You yeah, gotta make yeah, fucking sure. friends with Has the supply guy. Six shop is mandatory. And the dude in the chow hall. Yeah. Yeah. Like you make like, these yeah. are mandatory relationships that happen. need to be maintained throughout a deployment for you and to have nice a good time. And the nice thing is is that if you get in good with the six shop guy first, you can probably make the comm shop happy. Yeah. Because you're friends with the, the yep. sick shop anyway. Sure. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, what do you need? Yeah. Like, That's right. That so if you're still in and you're listening to this, it's uh, yeah. obviously these are, these, this perks. is a, this is the, the relationships you need to build, but in the cadence in which you need to build yeah. them. Six shop first. Yeah. Use them to feed everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's the modern army, in which case, apparently you could be a basic fucking training and still have your cell, cell phone. phone. We were talking about right. that today as well. Ugh. Have you seen this shit? I don't know. How is that real? It's, John, who are it's you? sickening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're still going Next. around. <laughs> I'm John. I was in the army. Uh, like he said in the Air Force, I did a bunch of things, which in the army, that means I was infantry. It's <laughs> 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 uh, fair. It's fair. <laughs> and uh, yeah. That's about it. No, what I was going to say earlier when Scott was talking about the F-22 mechanic, the best F-22 mechanic is a civilian, and he's fat as fuck, and nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> because he's a civilian. Right. He's also making six figures a year exactly. last us. Yeah. To that point, like you, do you want your transport to get where it needs to go with you alive? Well, can, you, can, you imagine, no, can you imagine having reverse the roles here, an F-22 mechanic that is the most fit PT stud yeah. that can't do anything but is there on our ass fab waiver no i don't want that guy you don't want that guy no yeah Yeah. so yeah if you're if you're like if you are in the shit back against the wall like you want that you want that air force pilot to know what the fuck to do right you want that you want to know that that aircraft still more concerned with the mechanic that well you want the aircraft to perform which means that that the the pilot needs to trust ah, the mechanic. I'm which pretty, is, I'm it's, pretty it's, sure it's, the F-35 can yeah, it runs really just need a pilot. Yeah. Well, we do have aircraft that don't require pilots, right. and they're pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> 100%. Jazz? 100%. Uh, I'm Jazz. Uh, Army vet was psychological operations my whole time in. So, um, What does that mean in the Army? Oh. Fuck, fuck games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were the truthful dissemination of information to a target audience to bring them more in line with the American initiative. Wow. Boots. Slow down. Boots. I read that one time. Infantry. Boots. Boots. Slow down. It's on, the <laughs> web, it's on the DOD website. Yeah. No, yeah, we, it's uh, on the recruiter website. What do we, you do? We played, <laughs> we played, we played fuck, fuck games. Like that's, that was our job yeah. was to play fuck, fuck games. There was a lot of uh, intelligence gathering. So it was human as well as information push out and stuff like that we controlled behavior we used to be the department of psychological warfare but they dubbed that as too aggressive when did that change (laughs) same time actually they had cell phones okay so it was the department of and then it became a operate it became a an operational field so it wasn't an mos and Hmm. then in 97 
they branched it and released KPOC, which was Civil Affairs and Psychological Operations Command. The funny thing was is that it was a bunch of like 11 alphas and yep. 11 series guys that all just got letters that was like, congratulations, you're now a PSYOP guy. <laughs> it was, or you're now a CA officer. <laughs> like that's how they handled staffing the K-pop at command. Least, at least for their sake, they had never met a PSYOPs person. So that way there was no like, I have to become that. Yeah. I can't become that. It, it, yeah. There was no that. Because so, there was, yeah. yeah. Well, because it was all, it was all, uh, functional areas right right so you'd have like 11 alpha fa 37s so they were 11 alpha they were infantry officers yeah that were functional area and psychological operations for that mission control and those guys all just got letters yeah and then after that it was it was the same thing so it was a lot of uh 11 series guys some 18 series guys stuff like that that all just got letters that were like congratulations you're now ca or you're now psyop and that's how the branch started. So is that, is that the those same guys that like that George George Clooney movie is based the man off who of? Derek Goats? Yes, yeah. that one. Yeah, everybody that's asks favorite, that. That's their favorite movie. Uh, yeah, everybody asks. Well, that. I mean, everyone has a movie. Like training. if you're if you're Jazz uh, still stares at goats. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna but say, but that's for a totally different reason. It's for a totally different reason. <laughs> like depending on what branch you served in, you've got a movie, right? You have like so the thing like is that the, Force, the men who stare at goats was not DOD like at all. That was all. CIA? Alphabet, yeah. So Jazz stares at goats until they make eye contact with him. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then he breaks and then it's, contact. And then it's game on. And then it's just, <laughs> as soon as they make eye contact, it's She's all mine. Like, that's just, then I know they're in. Pretty maids in a row. <laughs> Dynamite. So, I was Army Infantry. Um, four years. And yeah, like John. Where? Did a little bit of all. What's up? Where? I was stationed at Fort Stewart, 3rd ID. And then went to Iraq for 15 months in the Al-Ambar province. Oh, so you were there during the, uh, no, you don't get a break period. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went for the 12 month and then they said, eh, now you're staying longer. Yeah. So you guys are doing such a good job. You should yeah. stay. Yeah. You've been here a month. All right. Now everybody buckle up to get through Scott's history Let's, of military. Cause okay. where do we start? Uh, it started. I'm going to start. It started when he watched his cousin kill his brother, Abel. It started back. Uh, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then we'll jump forward to the Ming dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. When he was, when he was like, Genghis Khan was actually terrified of Scott. I am two years older than you, Mikey. Well, then there was, so <laughs> you were there. Then there was the advisor role to Caligula. Yeah. He was, you were there we for did. the we army. We talked about that one time. Uh, it was his idea to actually split them. He was like, yeah. we're tired of these fucking flyboys in our yeah. army. Let's yeah. just split them and give them their own. <laughs> actually, so really, what did you think of all, Billy Mitchell? All the chicks flocked to the army air corps. We're like, get these guys out of here. I'm not sharing a base with you fuckers anymore. This isn't fair. The problem well, is asking for extra he money. Was, then he was like, pissed because the air force took all the golf courses yeah. <laughs> and the army still kept all the aircraft. Like that was the weird part is it was like, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. So that's what I did. <laughs> uh, he was uh, the senior listed advisor for Alexander the Great. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, George Washington was actually doing a supply run across the Delaware for Scott. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see Perfect. Here. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> We can, no, we, Scott, we, regardless going, of all of our jokes about going. him being immortal, you actually, you did some pretty cool shit in the army. So why don't yeah, you actually I break was, it down? Uh, I was infantry. Yeah. I was at the 101st. And then after that's you came it. off the line, you. That's it. That's all oh, I did. Okay. Never mind. Slow yeah. steady squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> he's also been a, he's been a guest on Vet Pivot. So I was. Yeah. 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 Was it? yeah. Episode 95 or six. You're asking me to count. I think it was 95. Uh, yeah. So you've been people are probably like, great. Fucking 
half the cra- half the cast of this new fucking show has been on the other show and like, in like the last yeah. in like the last month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, how do you how do you think we met? Yeah. <laughs> well, so weirdly enough, Scott had already been on their show, and then I met Dave at Mammoth. Yep. Which, which we didn't even know. He we didn't na- even he talk name about. dropped me. Yeah. He name dropped me. Oh, fuck, That's okay. <laughs> I got a random Facebook. <laughs> oh, you dead named Dave. Yeah. Yeah. And I just did too. You did. Gosh. <laughs> I Anyone got else want to uh, get it in now? We're not, we're not, were we not supposed to? Don't dead name them. Yeah, it's well, dynamite. Yeah, it's we, dynamite. We asked uh, right so and left limits and I never got, heard of this come I up. got a random Facebook friend request from Dynamite. It just showed the fuck up. Yeah, luckily, that's how it goes. Me and luckily, too. but luckily, my wife was sitting next to me. I was like, who the fuck is this? And, and she's then, like, oh, that's she was so- like, she was like, oh, that was my squad leader at Mammoth. And I was like, oh, okay. So, I was yeah. like, so why dynamite? Why dynamite? Why dynamite? Why are you asking him? <laughs> no, just pass it on. Now you just pass it on to somebody else. Like, yeah, Jess, well, no, it was his idea. I don't know, Scott, so. why dynamite? Obviously, we don't call him that, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. I call him Dave. He not be that explosive. He needed a fucking nickname. That's really what it boiled down to. It's like he fucking needed a nickname. nickname? Yeah, a fucking, fucking nickname. nickname. Not just yeah, a nickname. He needed a nickname. So what's the mental images right so now are going nuts. What's, like, <laughs> what's the safe Keep him going, too. So we, we know when Boom. you got the... When the safe word is Dave. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'm telling you, he figures out problems. Yeah. That's, that's actually kind of true. one time and everybody kind of like stops. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you know... Like no, everything keeps going. There's a reason. There's I know a, this. There is a reason why Dynamite. Dynamite has a tendency to like, when he tells his story, I mean, Dynamite's got a story, right? And yeah. when he tells that story about some of the this this fucking thing that he went through it just kind of explodes the conversation a little bit you just you're kind of left there with the aftershock okay and, can and confirm and, yeah mikey knows what i'm talking about here <laughs> maybe he tells the story i don't fucking know those sex chain therapies are nothing to fuck with i'm telling That's you right now you know? yeah i'm telling you right speaking of sex change how's the how's the gofundme so- going yeah, he wants to know about your tits. I don't think it's been set up yet. No. Have we set up the GoFundMe for we're, my We're still yet? waiting for final approval because it's pointless to raise the funds if, if the parties aren't committed. Because the thing is, is that I, I don't okay. want to get tits if it's going to block my ability to play with my wife's tits. Well, why would it? Well, because Kevin I... Everyone likes tits, too, dude. Everybody like, likes tits. Everybody just likes smack tits. them together. It's <laughs> true. That's, yeah. that's weird. A boxing match. That's yeah, weird. There you go. There's a skinny and a mini just fucking went to a different level. My OnlyFans <laughs> is about to make bank. That's right. Fucking A. <laughs> It's got a blood so, chest hair extraordinaire the fuck out the water, man. Wow. So Dynamite does have a story, though. And uh, and I think if he's okay with it, I think you should tell it. I mean, here, let me give some backstory real quick. Because this is Vet Pivot. It's a co-show for show, right? Um, Dynamite was never uh, an original. Okay, he's not OG Vet Pivot. Wow. He, uh, he came in for season two. I said to him, I'm not doing season two if you're not going to do it with me. Um, Holy shit, you have seasons? Yeah, I guess are we doing a- this wrong? <laughs> Probably. You guys are fucking up. Like I we, mean, really, how do you give yourself a break? What have we ever? What's a fucking uh, break? We actually is, haven't had a break. This, this is, is a break. This is, this, <laughs> this is what we episode episode eighty five straight. Let me eighty three straight. My check. Let me uh, let me take you guys to school for a second. He's so holding the Air shit. Force guy. What are you, Michael Bublé? Uh, what the fuck uh, are you doing? <laughs> Everybody, I just uh, you know I'm flying out and right I want to make sure that I give you. A, uh, and no, it so feels the- <laughs> good. <laughs> so you you have to give yourself a break in podcasting. This right? is the break. 
this podcast for all now. of us is how oh, we don't is, do anything else. Well, like, good point. Good point. But what I, I guess what I'm saying is like, okay, so Vet Pivot started to like help veterans, transition advice, all that fun stuff. It only goes so far. Oh, see, that's the difference is you had a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you have a goal. I'm seeing in the difference now. Oh, Our goal okay. is to see how long we can do this and people still listen. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> they're still listening, so we're keeping it going. <laughs> that's the first admirable. month and a half after like a month and a half we would look at each other and be like how the fuck is this a thing <laughs> like literally when we start i think it was when we started getting downloads it was yeah. like oh my god actually people actually listen to this shit <laughs> like well it speaks to off like being authentic right you guys are just being yourselves you're here hanging out having a good fucking time telling stories you know but not as we talked about it's not like the deployment stories you're telling just right stories, stories but no war stories yeah exactly so no one's here trying to pretend to be anything right so it's that's admirable and i think people come to the show to listen to that because it's relatable there's a gap that's there for veterans where it's you know you feel separated and it hits at different times but there's like a window of like six to nine months post-service where you start to feel it like people are moving on they're moving on with their fucking careers i think that's actually if anything if we had a goal this was more to be this was more to be cheers for the ears like it was we just we all, I mean, we're all friends straight up because we all share a particular background. Like there's, we, we share some other common interests and stuff like that, but the friendships definitely all started because there was that commonality of, we all wore the uniform at some point. Yeah. That's, and that was kind of a, all right. And, we and, at least and Jameson. And, and yeah. then JMO gets involved <laughs> and Jameson absolutely it all goes down. I think it really comes down to Jameson and no pants. Yeah. And that kind of explains all of it holy shit almost all of our relationships started with a conversation about not wearing pants and jameson and jameson yeah that's admirable I mean, you have a common theme right? right you do have a so you do have a reason just like vet pivot had a reason for starting vet pivot started because my transition out of the military and into the civilian world was very smooth and i felt like i wanted to unlock some of that for my brothers and sisters in arms you so were an that, officer weren't you i was not i was enlisted whoa it's just Air Force. Give me some respect. Uh, Give me some respect. Yeah, I can so tell you pretty much. I can tell you pretty much like, uh, no, Same I don't know. Thing. Yeah. But it's great. It's It really is great. No, it, to get, his to, reasoning is great. To get back on track, <laughs> to get back on track, boys, uh, we were asking about the break. I'm interested yeah. in hearing about this break. Yeah. Of course and, you are. Well, I, I <laughs> Scott's it's been trying to pull chocks on this show for years. So, <laughs> so, so to get back on track on the break. Okay. So it's, it's taxing. Like and I, I ran the show with a co-host for the first 23 episodes and then the dude fucking quit and, uh, out of the blue on me. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to keep doing the show anyways. And Scott threatens that on the weekly. And I'm, I say, and I said to I him, like, I did on this show. Oh, it was right a couple of the times. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you keep showing up, yeah. threaten to quit all you fucking want. I work here. It's my yeah. building. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally owns yeah. the studio. I like, how, I like how if Scott if Scott quit the show, it would just be him standing in his office just watching us do the show. <laughs> I'm not on the show. You'd be over there. You'd yeah. hear him in the background like that fucking uh, little dick truck. Um, but yeah, that, so... I ran the show anyways. One of the reasons why they didn't want to keep doing the show was it was too taxing doing an episode a week with all the editing. So right. I did two episodes a week when he quit because <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. And so I kept going and going with it. And I went all the way to 70 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
from, from 24 to 70 on my own. Uh, just me and the guest and, and the show has like really evolved since then. It still has a theme of helping vets and giving transition advice. Uh, case in point, when Mikey was on the show, episode 98, Dynamite had just gotten some news from a potential employer right. and was feeling discouraged. Well, let's talk about that shit, man, because I can help rephrase that, reframe it so you don't feel like no. you're failing in that pursuit, right? And and this is why this person is looking out for you. So I have a lot to bring for that, and that still is very much part of the show. But when I got to 70, it was like, why am I still fucking doing this by myself? Let me take a break. I've been through a ton of fucking shit just like everyone else in 2020. So right. I fucking hit the pause. Like 70 is great. 70 is great. I had Andy Manzai uh, for episode 70. It's the best performing episode of the show in all of season one. It's a great episode. So I went out with the bang. He runs Warrior Surf Foundation or uh, out in uh, Folly Beach, South Carolina. It's a great fucking organization. He's a Marine. So yep. Mikey would fucking love him. Uh, that's not true. Would you? No, he would. In no, he order, would. He's maybe. a cool fucking. Order. He's yeah. a cool fucking dude. He's a very cool dude. Mikey would fuck him and then love him. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Possibly, he's got long hair. He's got the surfer thing oh, going on. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that's um, Mikey's type. Sounds like a good fucking dude. Yeah. He's a great fucking guy. Case man. in point, I yeah. cut all my hair off, fucking and now Mikey only calls me like once a week. We know, Mikey. We all know you love fucking good dudes. You know I do. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was. No, it's all teed up. I just had to wait for a pause so that way I could fully. <laughs> so I took uh, I, I took, a, I took a, a few weeks. <laughs> I took a few weeks to just kind of marinate on right. the idea of whether I should do a second season or not. Talk to my wife about it. Uh, Who is lovely, about, by the way? Clearly, clearly the voice she of reason, is, right? Yeah. She's the that's the base commander. I mean, literally. When you talk about the brains of the operation, household six, that, that's her, right? Yeah. That's, I, I, yeah. I, I, I defer to her. Uh, most of us can vouch here, except for the eternal player that is John Simons. Uh, <laughs> he's too busy drowning in pussy. Like, <laughs> he's still looking for that scarf. <laughs> All the rest of us, though, I think a hundred percent will say that anything that we've accomplished or done, it's because we have. We have that that wife behind us, that oh, yeah. that woman behind we us. We also that is, all married up. Holy shit! Uh, dude, <laughs> yeah, we did. Time. Dude, dude, time. I, I call yeah. it, uh, you know, baseball guy batting above my average. No, I say that all. Yeah, one hundred percent. Even a pitcher hits a home run once in a yeah, while. You know, you know what, what I mean? mean? Like, it's, uh, yeah, I feel like Bartolo Colon sometimes. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's a good pull. That's yeah. the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. That's some deep cuts right there. I like it. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, we can always talk about how she's pushed me too, like to to be better than I and, and not settle for mediocrity, Ooh. even though I'm on this fucking shit. No, I'm just kidding. We straight up sell merch that sells mediocre at best on it. Like, yeah. so I felt like I, that was a plug for the show. But yeah, the, yeah. that was great. That was great. No, I speak of that merch. You can redact at supply.com. In the middle. There you go. You can buy that shirt that says mediocre Mediocre. best. Yeah. A couple of fans actually just uh, sent us pictures of rocking their uh, their new mediocre. Kibby rocking a mediocre mediocre best. So it's, uh, it's it, the the break came at a good time, right? I lost my dad in 2020. Uh, Sorry, yeah. You know, really unexpected, really fucking tough. Always hard to deal with, still dealing with it today, right? You know, that's just, you never get over that. It's a good fucking dude. No, it just, it, Big you never get over it. Pivot. It just fades no. a little bit. Yeah. Not there. Yeah. That's not no. the, no, that's not the, <laughs> no, that's not the no, time. No, sir. And, no, for um, sure, dude. Those, those are, uh, those are rough moments in life. Yeah, you never, yeah. you never get over that loss or that grief. And this is probably a little bit more vet pivot style than it is our show style, but you never get over that loss or that grief. 
all that you do is you learn how to deal with the grief a little bit you more every it, day. Right? You kind of yeah. through acceptance of what happened. But, you know, I could it, it, I could a hundred percent. My parent died. That. My dear, my parent died twenty years ago. Or in your case, your parents died with you very young. Yeah. yeah, but you never stop grieving. No, you just learn how to. Well, you, uh, my dad, I didn't, I kind of okay. stopped, but, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like my mom, like to this mom, day, my mom died when I was 20 right? and I'm 39 so now it's been and a tr- it's still it's, like, it's been know. a 20 year practice. Sure. It, you don't it, stop grieving. You just, you learn how to, you learn how to process it. You learn how to handle it and you learn how to deal with it more. It's a lot like weightlifting. The weight never gets light. It's still work. You just get better at it. Yeah. 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 Like, Yeah. So it, I mean, that's, that's really spot on. Right. And it, you don't get through it without facing it. That's the other thing. Cause you have to get to a point where you accept it. There's a big phase of denial and anger that you go through. And like, this is fucking bullshit. Why is this happening in the dark? When you put that light on them, exactly. They disappear and get small real quick. And you can apply that to any loss. Right. So if we're, if you go down the vet pivot rabbit hole, we also say the same thing about you know, your career, like you, if you lose your career, let's say you're med boarded, something happens to you, you get med boarded. You know, we have guys that uh, have been on the show before that have stepped on IEDs, right. And that they lose their career suddenly. Things Don't are going well, by the right. Way. And then Can't they lose their career. So I took a break from the show. Six weeks. I took off um, the outpouring of support from the veteran community checking in on me. Not even about the show, just seeing if I was okay because I hadn't I hadn't put an episode up. Right. Right. They're not saying, hey, is Vet Pivot coming? They're saying, hey, man, are you good? Yep. And it's like, okay, well. It just speaks volumes of our community. Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I got to fucking do a second season, but I'm not doing it by my fucking self. You know, so then it was like Dynamite, who had been in uh, the listener community got upgraded to like a moderator on the, on the social Woo. media stuff. You know, I was like, Hey man, I need help with the social media. So and then it was like, fancy. it was like, Hey man, I'm not taking no for a fucking answer. I need you to be, I need you to be on my show. Like how involved do I need to be? That's the question he asks. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. You could be fucking, I could be Letterman. You'd be Pauly. I don't fucking care. But like, be on the show with me. Don't I don't want to do this, this by myself. You need, you need strong somebody to, to talk to. So Andy, I need so someone there that's, over that's familiar. <laughs> Conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, like, let's face it. I don't know if you guys get it on this show. Uh, you have there's four of you here. So if you have a guest on the show, there's plenty of people to fill in the gaps. But some guests fucking suck. Uh, and yeah, they need to warm up. Confirm, we have right? a jazz. Yeah, we have a jazz. Yeah. And I'm a host. <laughs> there is yeah. never a moment of silence. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, even if we have a never shitty guest. Like and you need that. I'm not going to say a shitty yeah. guest because I don't think we've had <laughs> shitty guests. But I, I know Cletus from like episode yeah, three but that, or four. But that's or an episode that never saw the night of day. That's um, true. Because Cletus. he was terrible. Oh. That's how bad that guest was. Yeah. yeah. That, that, was the episode. that was so wow. bad I brain dumped it. It took yeah. me a yeah. minute. I'm like, who the fuck? Yeah. Therein lies the problem with going live. Yeah. With your episodes. So we, well, we were we doing were, that yet. Thank God. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go live with your episodes and your guest is a fucking dud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're stuck with it. You're stuck with that episode. Yeah. I've had people on the show before. I'm like, okay, I can't publish. I, this. I would, I would just yeah. make it awkward. I'd be like, so we're going to sit here and we look did. at each other. Or we what did the fuck? that one guest that yeah. just was a dud. Uh, it 10 minutes in, we were just like, okay. And all we did okay, was so the just, re- the rest of it's just we just talking. fucked with this dude sort of for like, like an shit. hour. <laughs> you can ask, you can ask uh, Dynamite. You can ask my wife. Biggest letdown guest in the history of the hundred episodes of Vet Pivot, Mikey. <laughs> 
Second biggest letdown guess. <laughs> you sure you guys were grunts? Because you're getting this fucking school shit pretty well. Third biggest letdown guess. Future guest jazz, right? So then we get to number four, and number four is Alejandro Villanueva. Yeah. He's a left tackle the, for the Pittsburgh the Steelers. Steelers. Really? Yeah. I'm a huge, I grew up in Pittsburgh. Uh, generational uh, uh, Steeler fan, right? My From Pittsburgh proper. Were you outside the belt? Uh, no, I had a Pittsburgh mailing address. Okay, yeah. yeah. I went to high school in Pittsburgh. Where? Ipsonia. Okay. Pine Richland. Okay. Mount Lebanon. Okay. Yep. Oh man, look at you see this little schoolyard schoolyard stare down. Yeah, we got no, we got we got we got stationed there. My dad's duty station was ROTC at U Pitt. No shit. So we moved into Gibsonia. And uh, went to Pine Ridge in high school. My So I went, did my freshman year in Texas. And then we moved to Pittsburgh. Mm. And uh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Pine Richland, though, that's uh, Neil Walker territory. Yeah. I don't know how old you are. I played I'm baseball against Neil Walker. Did you? He was, I was a senior. He was a junior. No, I went to high school with him. I don't know who Neil Walker is. He plays for the Pirates. Well, he used to. Used to. Yeah, used to. He, he was, was drafted like the third relief pitcher for the, the Pirates. Pirates. He was jazz. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> he was also a, he was also he was a, a, he was a catcher. He was drafted as a catcher. Oh, yeah, first round. He was a pitcher and a catcher. Whoa. He was not a pitcher and a catcher. He was just a catcher. For boys. He was a fucking Keep douche, going. is what he was. Keep going here. Hold the on. only thing I remember about Neil Walker is I banged his girlfriend my senior oh, year. No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The pitchers and catchers in Pittsburgh, like Picks, it's all coming right. together now. Yeah. Picks or it didn't happen. Right. That's all. That was back before we carried picture <laughs> cell phones, man. When the world made sense. <laughs> yep. So, anyways, you brought in you brought in dynamite. I brought in dynamite, man. Dynamite has really uh, he's blossomed into a real podcast kind mm. of guy uh, from sure. someone who had never listened to a podcast before he found Vet Pivot. Not one. Uh, he's really he's coming to his own, and now we have a thing called Dynamite Drunk, thanks to Dynamite. So Apparently. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a little bit of credit, mother. Actually, I'm gonna take a little credit uh, because that was that was my episode where that, you got yeah. Dynamite Drunk. That oh. was your episode, <laughs> and my and my mother did coin the phrase Dynamite Drunk. So our sponsor, Aaron Robertson, actually is the one that hit me up and was like, "Dude, I was trying to watch your episode, yeah. but that dude got fucking oh, hammered. It just hit me all at once. <laughs> I was in the middle of making this great point, and then just." Whoa. Zero. <laughs> yes. Where am I? And I think in the episode, There's, it's like me, me and Matt are both like, "All right, so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's keep this going." Uh, <laughs> Good job, buddy. It's all downhill from well, there. We've drank a lot on this episode, and I don't think anybody's checked out on this one. Yeah, no. For, not from being drunk. Not from being drunk. Yeah, yeah. You've checked out from. I've being checked bored. out a couple times. Yeah, but not because where I'm did drunk. you go? Rub one out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he does it every once in a while during the shows. He yeah. just got a quick. He gets, he gets turned on. Talked about pitcher and catcher. I'm no, I've got the know. I've got the bladder of a fucking infant. So. Oh, good. No, I was about to do the same in a minute here. I just didn't. I didn't know if no, that I was. Right. Right. I you think know. we talked about this on the on the episode again. Correct. Uh, we were like, we were oh, like, I took off because both of you took like a break in That's the middle right. of it, and you were, he I went to get another drink. We were talking shit about, it, and I was like, I was like, dude, Jazz gets up and pees all the time during our show. Yeah. So I took a I took a medication actually in high school. And it completely fucked my my bladder, John. Like for the rest Weird. of my life. So what? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's called Accutane. They actually held a big class action lawsuit against the like manufacturer of it and shit like that because it was causing it causes like major ligament and connective tissue damage and fucks your bladder up. And, wow. Yeah. 
shit like that. It's pr- it's probably the reason that I've had four catastrophic injuries to my right knee. But yeah. you didn't have zits. But uh, yeah, but I didn't have acne, so, <laughs> so take that Neil Walker. So take that Neil Walker. You know what I mean? That's, uh, that's what you uh, fucking get. I mean, you didn't get to fuck Neil Walker's old lady because of it. So. By the way, your chick tastes like Reese's. In case you never fucking went down there, so. uh, sir, I think that's uh, the backside. <laughs> Turn it around. Turn it around. Oh, I how that works. I had fun in high school. Where'd you go? There. Right there. Yeah, right there. So. Uh, but since you don't fuck with tradition and these boys are actually spending their weekend here in San Antonio, Dynamite, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty great. Yeah. You know? It's nice to travel and see Texas. It's nice to travel during COVID, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. My plane was empty. I yeah. love uh, it. What, are, what airline do you go with? I went with Delta. Delta is the yeah. best. Delta is far and away the best like airline. I will only people. fly Delta or Southwest. Yeah, same. It's the only two things I'll fly. I mean, flying out of Augusta, you have two choices. Yeah. Delta yeah. or American. American. Delta yeah. or garbage. Pretty much. Right? <laughs> you know, I refuse to I, fly American. I hate yeah. saying it like this, but fuck American. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's right? the shittiest fucking airline. So yeah. I will not fly. I don't know. United's up there with them being trashed. If, if you're going to go Same United, company. you have to go first class. It's the only way to go United. Yeah. It's not that much. Ex- so that's not, not much more expensive. I won't True. fly American since 09 when I watched them charge a soldier in uniform. Hmm. For extra to bags, check right? his duffel. Yeah. That's uh, terrible. Delta and they charged him for his luggage. And I was like, you can eat a dick. That's so right. like, no fucking way. I'm never flying on you. Yeah. Again. I mean, but you know, that kid just put it on his GTC. I've been, I've been, <laughs> if I call it a day, he's like, I'll fucking figure this that out That PFC later. probably didn't have a GTC. But yeah, he didn't have a, <laughs> he didn't have a fucking impact card, bud. Like, uh, like, like, remember when United beat up the uh, beat up the Asian dude <laughs> like last year or something? Like, like that's like ever since then. Every time I fly United, I'm like, bring it on, motherfuckers! I'm not going down without a fight. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be on YouTube. I'm gonna be. It's gonna be a good video. Like I'm laying people the fuck out. All right. Like I'm getting put on a list. You see all these videos, right? And then you you like you board a plane and you're just waiting, right? Like, you know, like every time I get on a plane, I'm just like. Could this be it? Yeah. Can I, can I do it? Is it? This is going to be. Oh, this is going to be fucking epic! And they're like, "Okay, buckle up. We're about to take off." I'm like, "Fuck!" No, no. I'm trying, I'm trying to pick out the guy. You're right. Like, which one is it going to be? Which one is it going to be? This. She looks like she might crack. She's in Karen. She's going Karen. <laughs> Full blown Karen. No, no. She just wanted a blanket. <laughs> so I checked on Dynamite. How was how was your weekend? That's something we do here on the show. We check. Yeah. We do a weekend check. So how was your how was your weekend? Oh, the weekend's been great. I you know I lived in San Antonio for five and a half years. I was stationed at uh, Lackland of Gateway to the Air Force. Gateway to the Air Force. Met your lovely man. wife here. I understand. I met right? my lovely wife here. We uh, is she a native? No, she was also an MTI. Oh, really? Yeah. 15-year nice. veteran over there. So uh, Nice. Yeah, man. So, How so do you we, walk the trail for 15 years? Whoo, One foot in front of the other, brother. She oh. actually, look, my wife, pretty fucking badass. So she was a weapons loader. She put uh, bombs on fucking jets, man. That's nice. So, uh, and then she got voluntold. Uh, she's going to give me a dirty look. She was camping in Phoenix at Luke Air Force Base. And the Air Force is like, hey- cool but we have a shortage of mtis so it's like hey you're gonna come be an mti or you can just not be in the air force anymore your choice and so obviously her being the uh, patriotic and gung-ho airman that she was uh she came down to be an mti uh kicking and screaming a little bit but she was fucking good at it and um 
and it was it was cool. I it was very so her bun game is strong. Her bun game was so strong. <laughs> yeah. Jazz, that's exactly what I said. To her. I said you got the best bun in the Air Force. And then later we got Jesus to know each other, trick. and I said you have the best yeah. buns in the Air Force. But, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, don't, don't, I did don't not that. say that. Bro. I did not say that. I said her bun game was <laughs> strong. <laughs> there was no plural. She uh, no, I added, the, I added the plural. I added yeah. it. Um, you know, but no, she it was just something the way she yelled at those kids. It just really got me. So has, like, has, she, has she been a guest on your podcast? No. You son of a bitch. Listen, <laughs> yeah, we tried, listen. it is not because I haven't asked. We tried that on this show, remember? It's not because oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My wife is a guest once. Let's not do that. That's never aired. Nope. That's sketchy. I, she's uh, the voice of reason, as you heard like, pre show. You know, um, not only did that not air. The Facebook post didn't age well. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. Mikey, hashtag dicks for Scott. <laughs> Mikey, how was your weekend, buddy? Uh, weekend was good, man. Uh, actually, I was sick all fucking weekend, man. I, I, yeah, I talked to you. you coming off like of ass. A, coming off of a fucking head cold, man. It was fucking Ooh. me up. And uh, but now I feel much better today. Good. Um, and uh, yeah, well, like like I get, when Haley got back from Mammoth. She got a nasty cold oh, and really? just passed it to me. And the next thing you know, I'm just fucking like I was I was down hard for a bit. A lot and of then, people got sick out there. Yeah. Well, well I mean, sleeping it makes sense. 20, of course, yeah, right. 20 degrees. And then you and then cold, coming back wet. here to Texas. Plus, it's cedar feeder season, uh, you know. So oh my God, cedar's fucking me up this year for some reason. It's harder than it's ever been on it, me. It got me good on Friday. Dude, I'm telling you, like it's it, rowdy. Like, you know, like when you breathe in and at the top of your breath, like you feel like you're getting fucking stabbed. Like that's what getting it. I was just like, Jesus, yeah. so compound right, that stand with the- by. Stranger to Texas. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, hang out for a little while. That mountain cedar? Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. man. Cedar fever, man. Uh, Is we, that why my head's hurting? Right? Yeah. Uh, probably. 100%. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I was telling Matt earlier. Dude, like, the man, allergies here in Texas. Like, like I've been around no the world, jet, bro. So you wake up I've and you feel like. issues. You feel like it's a partial hangover and you're like, I didn't even drink that much. That's cedar. It's not the blues. Yeah. And you get these big fucking boogers, too. Like, you want some? Yeah. <laughs> totally. He's so, like, like this. <laughs> so I kind of uh did that, but other otherwise, chill weekend, man. Stayed at home. Uh, you know, didn't put pants on. It was nice. Nice. Smart yeah. pants. Smart. Well, sweatpants. Wore some sweatpants. All pretty much all weekend. What didn't change. Gray? You know, fucking know they were gray. That boy. Just fucking <laughs> swinging. No damn well Just they were gray. Fucking swinging. And uh Y'all seen me in silkies. I wasn't swinging much shit. <laughs> and, uh, it's all balls. It's just, it looks like an Abram tank. I didn't say what was swinging. <laughs> it's, it's, we just said it's swinging. looks like an Abram's tank. It's just all track and very little fucking. <laughs> 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 What's that? It's like yeah, a yes, right? Yeah. That is a like yeah, a, yes all day. It's a fucking tater tot hitchhiking on some kiwis. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty fucking abs, man. Holy shit. Button on a fur coat. So he's seen it before then oh yeah seen it touched it Fucking been friends with it <laughs> <laughs> i photographed it what is <laughs> both mentally and physically scott how was your weekend <laughs> oh, it was good uh i got a lot of stuff unpacked and the house new house situated and yeah, it was. Uh, it you know was, what I almost did this was, weekend? What's happening? Finished my fence. I was this. No, close. you fucking uh, did. No, you didn't. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> did you look at it? I looked at it. Okay, <laughs> that counts. That was good. It was good. It was a good weekend. Productive, I feel like, and uh, relaxing. Good. Kind of chill. So yeah. 
It's important. Yeah. Dynamite. Yeah. You got a story to tell. Well, oh, we still on. have. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, John. Scott's yeah. supposed oh. to ask the next person, but uh, he, oh, never he didn't. Uh, he just let dead air go out there. Yeah. So, uh, uh, John, yep. how's your weekend, bud? Uh, it was good. Uh, made some fucking bomb ass ribs. Bomb ass ribs. As you do. Can contest. Um, why? <laughs> not contest. He means confirm. He means yeah. confirm. <laughs> One of those C words. <laughs> can't contest. They were not that good. No, they were good. Um, <laughs> he it, it got to the point like if you, I don't know if you guys ever smoked ribs before. Sounds but like why? What, I know. It's like what, what the fucking ribs what, do you, to you? You bro? said they were great. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you literally ate them right before the show, and we're like, these are fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was so confused. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> No, you know, like you guys smoked ribs before, and there comes a point where you have to wrap them in foil. Yes. Yep, and it's just part of the process. Well, I pulled them out of the foil and went to throw them back on the on the uh, smoker with barbecue sauce to just let everything do its thing. Glaze, glaze that thing, yeah, yeah. caramelize. Um, and uh, I was fighting with the ribs to keep them together on the bone to get them. Out of the tin foil and back on the grill. Nothing and I'm like, better though when you oh know, God, you know you've done it right <laughs> when you can twist the bone and just pull the bone you didn't even out. Have clean. To twist. You, you just, just pull you it out. You hold the bone and you fucking and everything falls yeah, off. Yeah, that's how it's nice. nice. That's yeah. nice, man. That's nice. That's about it. Well, did you guys get some good barbecue while you were here in town, or uh, we haven't done barbecue yet? We haven't done barbecue yet. You're fucking up, bud. Well, yeah. look, we we got fucking up, bud. You're fucking up, bud. Uh, we no, we did magnolia. Uh, Pancake dog. House oh, yeah. this morning. Yeah. yeah, it's good shit. Had some uh, grilled cheese bennies. The hilarious thing is, is that every time I go there, I get their waffle. Oh. That big, that big fucking one. It's a good fucking waffle. Yeah. Good one. And then you're drinking. Uh, I see that you're drinking a boila. You pulled off a boila's dead head. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they brought gifts. They did. We brought gifts. We brought gifts. Yeah, that's. Uh, we got hats, stickers. So fucking alcohol. Yeah. We were talking about uh, career transitions and stuff earlier. And I am going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to drink some of the present you brought. Cause you brought whistle pig rye, which is awesome. Yes. It's great. But, uh, as our, as our listenership knows and everybody here knows, uh, I've been on the job hunt since September. Ooh. Yeah. So it's been a minute, but, uh, Sunday I got my offer letter. So I'm uh, now gainfully employed once Woo! again. So, uh, Congratulations. How did that fucking buddy. feel? You know, it was one of those, we were talking about having awesome women behind us and stuff like that. That was, you know, she was definitely had my back the whole time and, gonna, and all that kind of stuff. But let's go start in the shower. Let's go start in the shower. But uh, not having it. <laughs> after that, that length of hustle to try and find a new gig to actually get that offer letter and say like, Hey, yeah, we want you. Like, did, did please that come happen, in and be part of this. Did that happen on February 1st? Because that makes sense. Because January is a hell of a month. January. Fe- so I got February it. February 1st is today. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I got it. Yeah. So I got it on January 31st. Okay. So Which I got is the my, offer letter. Uh, that's right. My Alive Day was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hey. Uh, nice. Yeah. Happy Alive Day, buddy. Yeah. Thanks. I'm glad, glad, glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> when glad you were forcefully... It's pushed of, into this world. It's one, No, it's one of my alive days, I guess you could say. Which, uh, <laughs> uh, my hand. This is the uh, the mortar round oh, alive yeah, day. Okay. Yeah. I was going to. For you guys, Mikey caught a mortar round mid, <laughs> mid-air with his hand. I caught it on a bounce. Yeah. Oh, it was on a bounce? <laughs> it was on a bounce. That's, Definitely. That's, that's worse. Short, Definitely on a short bounce. hop or long hop? It, it, was, it, it was pretty short hop. It, Me it, to you. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it, it was a short hop. It's like a Haji alley-oop. <laughs> yeah, I got an al- I cut an alley oop in Iraq in uh, 2005, January 31st, 2005. So yeah, 
So, so yeah. Happy love to me. Man. Happy, happy job day to you, day. pal. Yeah, so yeah, cheers. pretty happy. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, Jess. Appreciate it. That feeling of acceptance, though, it's it's a real thing. That's that's something that I'm not gonna lie, man. It was hard because I I had I went through several interviews, uh, stuff that went really well with like people on the inside that were fucking vouching for me and pushing and all that kind of stuff, and it seemed like it was buttoned up, and and then for some fucking reason it just wouldn't come together. Like yeah, so it started to get to the point of just like God damn it. Like <laughs> let me ask you some questions here, real quick, on the job hunt thing. So. At any point in your job hunt, did you apply online to the job without knowing someone in the company you were yes. applying to? Can I take this one? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he applied online to the job that he got fired from. <laughs> I think. Not knowing. Not, I think. Not, not knowing. By accident. <laughs> I think. So I'm pretty sure the job I got fired from is using a headhunter service to try and replace me. <laughs> So the job description came through and it was, you I might was be like, a good fit for this. Yeah. And it was, and it's I was like, like, you're right. I would be a good fit for this. the description I'm going like, holy fuck, I was just doing this for like a while. And so yeah, here's my resume. And then I got the fucking thing back that was like, uh, we're decided to pass on your resume or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, then I went back and read it and its location and like its market all that the, it was in. And I was, and I was like, I think I just applied for the job I got fired from. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first guy to do that. Dude. Yeah. Well, with the online thing, but, it's, uh, it's really important. Like, No, I, it was literally, so my wife still works full time. And so it was kind of one of these, if she's working full time, then my full time job is to find a job. Like that's, right. that's just the way Great it was. Mentality. And so if she was at work eight hours a day, it was my job eight hours a day to be job hunting. So it was, Emails to open opportunities. It was applications. It was retooling my resume depending on who I was applying to so that it was all well, yeah. the right thing. Let's, and, pa- let's pause there for yeah. a second. So from a vet pivot perspective, this is a really important point, and I'm glad that you brought it up. It, this is huge. When you don't have a job and you need a job, your job is finding said job. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, yeah. And 100%. I want to I want to elaborate on that, too, is like the. I'm big fan of the deck of card. Like you play five card poker, right? That is really your capacity when it comes to jobs. So if you really are taking it seriously, if you're really looking for a job and it is your full-time job, you should be focusing on like five jobs. We're talking the, stud or draw. We're talking. Cause if it's draw, you can throw away at least fucking three of them. Unless you have an ace, then you can no, four. It's, yeah. it, no, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely draw, right? So, definitely yeah. draw. Because here's what yeah. happens is you apply to one. You get the rejection letter. Okay, well, that one's going to the shit fucking pile. Yeah. Give me a new card. Yeah. Right? And so you, you're Sounds playing like this. Go, go fish. It's, no. like, it's like Uno. No, I'm, it's like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm following your track. You see what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. following your track. You, got five, you have five jobs in hand. These are five jobs that are, are good jobs that I would like to have. I feel like I'm qualified for. And what do I need to do? I need to focus on building my resume to those jobs. Like, tailoring it because mm-hmm. they're all in the sin like in a place where you're not making up fucking stories about what you can and can't do you can actually do these things that they're asking you to do when you say things like the requirements sure. for the job like the top six uh those are things that you should focus on those top six things 100 the other thing is you should be going to like a linkedin finding people that work within that company that yeah. you can make a relationship with talk to and really start to get those inroads into the organization. That's fucking important, man. Like you the need other to be thing able to is, do is that. that. When you're job hunting, one of the biggest things, and, and the reason the opportunity I got came along 
is at some point you have to go humble and you just you're the unemployed. Yeah. You're the one looking for somebody willing to cut you a check. All right. So that's their money that they're willing to give you to come in and do a job. Yeah. So you can't have too much of the mentality of, oh, you need me. Right. It's like, mm, no, because you have rent and a car note and you have all in a mortgage or whatever. Yeah. We need we, you have we, you, you need, need the paycheck to survive. Sure. So at some point you have to get humble. And so the LinkedIn thing, I very much did that. So I was I had my written resume that I was tailoring. I also had the one that I had LinkedIn right based on everything that I filled in so that it was auto populating stuff following those opportunities. And the, the reason I got the opportunity was I reached out to somebody that I already had a relationship, a pre-existing relationship that, with. That, yeah. 70%, 70% of the jobs that are obtained are because you know someone that 100%. can help you get that job. Yeah. It's not what you know, it's who you know. It's who you know. And that's, that's true. true. And you can, you can hate that all you want, but that's the fucking game. And and the, it, but it, I went to him and said, hey, do you or anybody that you're aware of in the industry – have an opportunity that I could plug into because the market that I'm in right now is feeling a little dry. You're outside of my local market. Do you think you could put some feelers out, see if anybody's looking for anything? Da, 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 da. And the response I got back was, can you break down your skill set? Can you yeah. tell me why you're valuable? And so I did. And that ended up turning into, he didn't push me to somebody else. He decided to create a position to push you internally yeah. to bring me internal to help him out. So, it, but it came from me going, I can't find shit. I've been at this for five fucking months and there's nothing that's. Well, and I want to speak to this a little bit. Cause like, so we warfighter was ready to hire the first person. Right. And we, we had a lot of people that approached us for jobs that I've never met before. Right. Well, I used to own a gun store in Nebraska and I reached out to one of my former employees, Dave, which everybody knows Dave on the show. Uh, Love you, Dave. And uh, Dave's a man. I asked Dave, I'm like, hey, like, if you want to work for yeah. me, I'll. Do you want to uproot your life? Yeah. And move to Texas. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you live in Nebraska. You know, it's cold there. It's warm here. Dave was like, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, like, let, me, let me think about it. We're like, oh, okay, cool. You He's had like, me, it's not cold. <laughs> but the thing is, I. He's like, oh, no, I'll think about it now. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew Dave, I knew Dave's work ethic. I knew, mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm like, you know, that is who I want. Even I can teach him what he needs to know or, or, you know, like I know he'll be able to figure it out because I, I know Dave. Right. Yeah. And it would be a lot harder for me to hire somebody that I, I don't know socially. I don't know, you know, anything about them other than an, a fucking two hour interview. Like well, think about that too. Is like, know what I mean? how many, how many employees at Warfighter? It, it is literally Dave. I mean, yeah. it's Dave. It's the ownership it's Dave and, Dave. and two owners. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the point, right? <laughs> that's so why I said three. Yeah, you <laughs> have, like you have yeah. three people. The entire company is in this like room. Three hundred thousand yeah. people in a large organization, right. right? And they have to make these decisions. So if they can get any kind of competitive advantage from a personal relationship right. in someone in that hiring process, then they're gonna they're gonna act on that, right? And sure. so if you're a person looking for a job. And you're like, well, I don't have any of those connections, right? There's things like Burbiz. Oh yeah. Uh, there's any, any there. Yeah, Burbiz is a huge one. Burbiz is yeah. great. Shout out to events. my man Scott Davidson. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's not Vet just Pivot Bur alumni. Vet Pivot. Yeah. Yeah. Scott's a good dude. It, it, there's great. also great guy. 
when you're when you are out there searching and stuff like that, LinkedIn is a hell of a tool, but don't view it as just open job positions. There's different oh, groups there's so and there's different things that you can plug into that can LinkedIn's like Facebook without like for it's Facebook for business. Yeah, it's yeah. literally what it boils down yeah. to. It's more than that, so, though. It yeah. is a data. It's a it's, it's a, a full Rolodex, database man. and all that database. kind of stuff. But you can yeah. get into those groups and you can start building relationships that can start bypassing those systems. And so, anybody that is listening to this on the vet pivot side, because we don't typically get into the whole transitional all that kind of stuff. Yeah, our degenerate fans right now right, are going, right. "What, the, what fuck? the fuck? What is this?" <laughs> yeah, <I'll come laughs> I guarantee we have some listeners. We have some listeners that's gonna this they're is gonna dig interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So the LinkedIn side, if you were just if you made a resume, you applied to an application, and then you got that that email back that says we're gonna keep your resume on file, but we're not gonna hire you for this position. Don't take that personally because that was not a person that read your resume and rejected it. So here's what that what happened was, is their system. You didn't have the right buzzwords or the right keywords hidden in your application. Correct. That flagged the system. It is not your inability to do the job. It, I have no doubt that most of the people applying for those jobs looked at the job description and was like, I would absolutely fucking crush this. It's, it's the usajob.gov right. fucking cheat sheet. You copy and paste the job description, and put then it in your make fucking it white. resume. Yeah, put it on the bottom of your yeah. resume, highlight it, turn it to white, on. and then apple, and then put in the resume. <laughs> it fools the system because it sometimes, sees all the right buzzwords. Sometimes. sometimes. Depends sometimes. on the company. So. What but, they're talking about is the applicant tracking system, right? So the applicant yeah. tr- tracking system runs an algorithm that's getting very smart. They have machine learning behind it. There's a lot of science that goes into this because companies lose a ton of money through hiring, right? Onboarding and HR in general is a cost center. It's not a revenue driving that. And no, when you hire, hire the wrong individual that doesn't work out, you wasted six months of salary, six to 12 months then, of salary. And then you, and, and then you have to start, and then all of the training, and then you have to start over. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. you know, so the hiring the right person is very important. And that's why they're investing the money in these programs that are able to do it. Yeah. So don't take that shit personally, and you can't let it get it down. But you have to start looking at it from a strategic standpoint of, yes, be active on Facebook and let people know what your skill set is. LinkedIn. And if you know how to do Sorry. that, but LinkedIn is the same format. Make sure that your skill set is tailored, and it's also tailored for the job you want. And then start getting involved in the groups that are on yeah. there and get involved in the conversations and start posting and all that kind of stuff. If you apply, like here's here's a stat for you. If you apply without knowing anyone in the company, you just apply online. And LinkedIn's really they're in a way, they kind of their own worst enemy when it comes to this, right? And and I've I've talked to uh Sarah Roberts, who runs their military and veteran affairs department. She's been on the show before. Um that one click apply. You know, that easy apply on LinkedIn is brutal. One in 100 online applications without knowing anyone, one in 100 will get a call back. It's brutal. One in 100. So I've had so people tell me before. Chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> well, so here's a, here's a prime example. Say, like, I've applied to 400 jobs and I've only got two callbacks. I'm like, uh, you're kind of fucking up. You know? yeah. Well, like, here's the yeah, prime example. I applied to a position <laughs> that arguably I'm overqualified for, for a major corporation. Yeah. So... I applied, got the email back that said they were going to keep my email on file, but I wasn't, they weren't going to move forward with my application. I got an email today from that same company that they are putting the position on hold and I am still in consideration for the position. Yeah. So they told me that we don't want you for the job 
and then turned right around and told me, you're still in consideration for the job, but we've put the position on hold. I got an so, email like that. I And I've been employed for going on two years now with my company. I got an email like that from a company I applied to like two weeks ago. Yeah. So th- this, this system. You, you, you applied to it a couple I years ago. I applied to it two years ago yeah, and so, just got the email. So right, don't right. let those emails that say that we don't want you. That was not some HR manager that went through your no, resume that's a, and that's went, an automated you're, not, system. you're not good enough. It is not them it may be coming from a you know it's coming from a bot right? whatever it's from email machine that's read through that's it. part of the hr but that's just the email that's assigned to that system it is not some person that said you weren't good enough you were probably more than qualified for whatever position you applied for but linkedin exists as a network and yeah. you need to learn how to network it's yeah. huge it is huge uh, you know i can't stress this enough linkedin while in like if you are in the military now and you don't have a LinkedIn, go make a LinkedIn account. It's uh, here's the fucked up part about it. And this is the part that drives me nuts. And I think anyone that talks like in the veteran transition space, when you talk about going into uh, from, from service to civilian uh, people talk about this all the time. Like we spend tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars per resource in the military and department of defense per resource to train them and get them mission qualified and ready to go. Right. Then we spend three fucking days congressionally mandated <laughs> to kick them out. Yeah. You know, I, I kick out is like the wrong word, but the, I mean, we it, definitely, they about definitely, this on the show. they definitely don't, they don't brand it as kicking you out, but they're fucking kicking you out the door. Like, okay, yeah. well I'm not investing any more dollars in you. So I'm not going to really invest it. Here's the problem. Like these are the things that you go to tap. Who's teaching you tap. It's someone who either has a government job already, or like they, walked into a tap position from the military. They've never been in a civilian organization. It's just, so they're talking to you. Like my tap experience was this guy who was an E9 in the army. And then he walked into the role that he was in to right. teach tap. And like, he never experienced well, what it's like to job hunt. He I never experienced a civilian organization. Professors. Yeah. So yeah. a yeah. business professor that's been teaching for 30 years <laughs> because he graduated with his master's. And then became some junior professor, and now he's a full professor teaching business. An adjunct. And then ask them what their business experience is. And when they tell you that they've been in academia for 30 years and have never been in business, trust me, they're not going to teach you shit about business. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. they have no idea how it actually operates. They don't understand practical application. And, and right. in, in 10 years, how businesses do things till to what it transitions into is like, like for example, I went to school and I took some marketing classes. The biggest thing I learned from my marketing classes is that is not how I'm going to do any of this. <laughs> you know, like I, how can I market something that markets to, that wants to make everybody happy? Yeah. Then nobody's happy. Nobody's excited. Nobody's whatever, you know, like or I don't my, know. my degrees in criminal justice. Yeah. And uh, I'm not wearing a badge <laughs> like I'm f- the farthest removed from that professional uh, arc that you could ever have. You know, like Can we talk about the degree thing for a minute, because yeah. I, I feel like this is like something that people get wrong. Like you f- they feel like they have to know what to major in right away. I haven't yeah. taken a single college class that pertains to anything that I do today. That, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not good at anything I do right now. Anyways, <laughs> but <laughs> Scott, Scott that. confirm that also. He won't contest that. <laughs> can, can, cannot contest. <laughs> well, so like, 
and, and to that point, I think I know where you're going with this is, uh, you know, uh, a degree is a piece of paper. Yeah. You know, and that's really all. Yeah, it is. What, it's a, a, what a degree is to somebody looking to hire you commitment. is that you have the ability to accomplish a task and to maybe Bingo. learn a little bit. Yes. Bingo. And which is, which is a long-term is a, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. mean you have exactly. a skill that it's I want. It's a huge reasoning that I fucking took criminal justice. Cause honestly it was the easy way out. I'm right. shitty at math. Yeah. I've talked about being shitty at math on a show before. <laughs> I'm, math sucks. I'm fucking terrible at math. Two plus two equals six, right? Like I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> you at don't math. get to say shit about math. I, I, <laughs> math no, sucks. Just, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm not going to call you out, but just, <laughs> no, just stop. But the, the reason is, we talked about this before we went live. Yeah. <laughs> so listen. So okay. I'm so. not. I'm not. I'm not like calling anything. But we before we went live, we talked about your background and all that kind of stuff. Let's talk so about my education. You real get quick. to no. You get to say fuck all about math. Okay. So my the reason I chose criminal justice though is because the requirement was one math class. It was college algebra and nothing else. Dude, and I was like, choir, man, I've got a film degree. Right? <laughs> and, like, and, and I was like, that's why I chose criminal. Because everybody's like, oh, you're going to be law enforcement. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be law I've enforcement I've got a film degree and I'm a brand director. Right? <laughs> like, so. right? You know, like. I've got a criminal justice degree and I make dick jokes Yeah, <laughs> for t-shirts. <laughs> like, fucking, like, like, fucking, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, and the funny uh, thing is, is that I'm actually really good at math. Right. I just hate doing it. You are really good at math. I just so, hate doing it. So let's go back to you. Tell, no. us, tell us your degree and what you do now. No, you don't get to do anything no. about math. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. So I have a I have a bachelor's in in applied mathematics in business in, in business administration. Uh, I got a master's degree in IT program management, and I have executive education in uh, blockchain strategy and execution. So well, we were literally so, talking about blockchains before you got here. Ooh, I'll so talk to you offline. What is executive education? Uh, so that's, I went to the Sloan School of, experience Sloan School of Management. Uh, it's OJT. At, He's just making it at MIT. Fantasy. And I learned about how to execute uh, executive level strategy for blockchain programs, implementation for enterprise services. Right. So look at a, like a large organization. Uh, the folks that I went to school with were already established in their careers and looking for ways to use blockchain technology to uh, change I'm trying to find a different way to say it because I don't want to get, they're trying to change the way they do business uh -huh. using blockchain. That's because you figured out all of us that were self, self-educated. So for all of you that want to know what the biggest blockchain application is, it's in cryptocurrency. Yeah. The largest application yes. of the world in blockchain technology is cryptocurrency. Yes, that's correct. So the, I would say the catalyst to blockchain technology and, and, and blockchain is it's it, still the largest application. It's of still, blockchain. it's huge, but I will, I will challenge, but it's aggregate processing where for speed customer facing, because if you no longer need a centralized database to actually process information, it can lead into a blockchain blockchain architecture. You end up with an aggregate multiplicative processing power of the information that's trying to traffic. If you deal with blockchain, just imagine this. I just keep just picturing the, alphabet blocks right now. <laughs> just I mean, I'm just so dynamite. Dynamite has this thing, right? It's this token, okay? And and this token has information about Dynamite, who he is, where he served, his credit history, all that fun stuff. And it's all here on this token, okay? And maybe he wants to do a transaction to where Scott needs that information, okay? But 
in order to verify that information, Scott doesn't need to go through this lengthy process between him and an intermediary and everyone else. If that information can be verified by Jazz or John or Mikey or myself, then they can just get this. Left you out. Right. While he's part of the transaction. Right. So it's right. aggregate processing. You can get so. all this verified. It's costless verification because you can collect it from anywhere that it exists. Right. Right. Uh, it's so also highly people secure. People like me that right. maintain independent servers that could become part of a blockchain. It's also untraceable. It can be untraceable. There's a there's a huge the bulk amount of, of it is untraceable. There's a huge <laughs> amount of security behind it. However, depending on the amount of compute power that you possess, no. you could oh, wow. Ride that corporate line, son. <laughs> now there are there there is uh, there Who's are a lot of applications blocks. that you can that blocks. you can build I'm on putting top the blocks of. in a chain. Square one they're goes in, in the square hole. Yeah. All right, all right. So, the circle one, one goes in the John, square hole. But John, that's Look, that is correct, though. It's John, more, so like instead this, of linear, instead of linear application. So. We've all seen a picture of a brain, right? Everybody's talked about the synapse and how your brain can compute multiple things at the same time because you have multiple sections that are all computing at the same time. Blockchain application essentially allows computing to operate more as a brain where you can do multiple links that are doing multiple verifications at the same time. So the speed and the aggregate knowledge of that, instead of having to maintain it internally and then analyze and put that back out, it's all being verified in real time. If you want to know why Facebook is able to show you the exact same thing that you were Googling two seconds earlier, it's blockchain application. Gotcha. But it started with crypto. It did start with uh, obviously crypto, right? And so I cryptocurrency, would, I would say for all of you that don't Bitcoin pay attention to that, the Bitcoin one. is the is the, is the crown jewel. And of it's not Dogecoin. Doge, it's, Doge. <laughs> it's uh in 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 blockchain is actually Doge old, is making money and that shit started as a you joke just in twenty thirteen. It is actually an old technology. So blockchain goes back like it's mm-hmm. an old technology that was readapted by the founder of Bitcoin and then it became this thing right where people said I don't need an intermediary. Blockchain was old. And this is where I'm not. Re- this is where I'm not redacted. By the way, this is not where I'm riding the corporate line. Right. This is. It is actually it's old school it, hacker it's, tech. It is that, meant to bypass intermediaries. Right. Like institutions mm-hmm. okay so that is the whole point of blockchain so here's here are like the the people that are Which scared about this scare you that big corporate is now fucking with blockchain and government is talking about regulating it there's yep. a lot of things that you should be scared of when it comes to blockchain because it is a relatively unknown thing just like the internet was in the you know late 80s early 90s where it was like okay well, i don't know what this fucking oh, thing I is okay exactly what it was for <laughs> Dude, like any media, John any media that has ever been used in the history of man, the first thing that it got applied to was John's telling me no, but my body. That song hit different now, knowing what we know about our Kelly. (laughs) That song hits different now, man. All right, you fucking nerds. Can we stop now? Yeah, we can stop. <laughs> Jazz and I just went. I, I was about to interrupt and train. ask what kind of cake you guys like just to change oh, the subject. Oh, so something that we don't talk about. After the show, we can drink and discuss blockchain because about it. That actually brings me to uh, we, we talked about we don't fuck with tradition. What's your favorite kind of cake, Dynamite? Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. German double chocolate fudge. 
All right. So, John. No. 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 But do not fuck with no. tradition here on the Freedom no. Friends podcast. If we have a guest, no. we require the guest to, to to tell a so no shit story. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I believe yes. Dynamite owes is one. the possessor. Of the so no shit story for this episode. So fucking, little from you today. Fucking yeah. buckle up, well, kids. You know, we're talking about blocks. So can I? <laughs> shit hey John, I'm, I'm about to get Play-Doh out here. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. What about that Play-Doh? Yeah. Tell us Play-Doh your chains. so no shit story, because so I know Play-Doh. it's good. You guys hung out, right? <laughs> well, well done. I'm proud of that. That's a that's that a good. smart that joke coming from John. Thank you. Thank you. I am so proud of you right now. Yeah, that is a fucking dude. That's right. My man. Outstanding. See, I figured out early in life that it's way easier to play dumb than it is to act like you're smart. Oh, I don't play. I have called you. <laughs> I have called you out on that I'm on this dumb. show. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to pass Dave it called, off. Dave called me out on that fucking uh, the last episode he sat in for me. Like, but like literally verbatim. Mikey <laughs> acts dumber than he is. Like, that's, that's a quote. That's, <laughs> that's fair. But John's on a different level. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I'm playing checkers, John's playing chess. <laughs> John's playing three dimensional chess. That motherfucker's got like nine levels and shit. Like, he's and queen's queen's gambit in on the fucking ceiling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great show, by the way. That was a good show. So, anyways, part of the tradition here is a so no shit story. So it has to start with so no shit. There I was. (laughs) So no shit. There I was. Boom. Uh, And there you have it, folks. There it was. That's the story. (laughs) Cool story, bro. Oh man. Um, come on, I'll I'll preface this how how you told me. Yeah. Uh, Is we were talking about shrapnel. Yeah, because it was really fucking cold. That it was morning. really cold, and I had mentioned I was like, "Yeah, when it gets cold like this, the shrapnel in my arm fucking swells, and it's painful." And he goes, "Yeah, I know. I got shrapnel in my neck." And I was like, "Jesus, your neck? What happened to you?" And he's like, "No, it wasn't in country." Nope. It in Oklahoma. Uh, I was on leave, and I went to visit my girlfriend at the time, and we got cookies. Carry on. on. I'm a fat kid, man. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Save it for later. So I go to visit my girlfriend at the time, 2008. And her... Don't touch my cookie, bro. (laughs) That's what she said. Yeah. But yeah. uh, Go to visit her and her ex at the time was not okay with that he just didn't want to let go of her and whatnot how old, and, were, you? How old were you old i don't do math it was 2008 i'm 38 now okay 26 there you go it was 26 holy All fuck right. he, that's two surprises for you <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah so i mean it, it started out you know he just kind of was keying my truck and everything and i'm just thinking i'm just gonna leave it be you know They've got kids. I'm just going to leave it be. Um, Christmas Eve, 2008. uh, He went even farther than that and kicked the door in to where we were. And he pointed the gun at her. And in the moment, you know, I was just trying to defend her, push her out of the way and catch a catch a round in my jaw uh, on my right mandible impacted and completely shattered 
my mandible and completely shatter the bullet, uh, which then that's where the shrapnel comes into play. You know, it just all got peppered in my neck. Zero. Since I'm a nerd, what caliber was this? Uh, 22. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, no exit wound whatsoever. But from how far away? Um, about 10 feet, 10 or so feet. Um, yeah. So, you know, it just really felt like being punched the hardest I've ever been punched and hop in the truck. You know, I kind of scurry her out the back, back door and we, we get hop in the truck. Uh, I start driving, recognizing the moment. Hey, uh, I'm probably going to bleed out here. So we do a quick little fire drill and switch seats. And so I could tend to my wound, uh, while she drives, you know, she's not obviously used to high stress situations. Right. So, I mean, she kind of went into shock cause he, he did catch up. He got in his vehicle and caught up and was shooting out our windshield. Wow. And, uh, you know, I told her just keep on going, plow through it. Um, eventually caught up, uh, shot out the back window and rammed us off the road. Uh, down an embankment, not a steep embankment, but you know how highways have that slope on the side. And we went spinning out, crashed into the trees, got out, and uh, had to keep stopping, you know, because her body was in full shock. And uh, he eventually caught up and uh, shot and killed her. Wow. And then shot and uh, turned the gun on himself. Wow. So, I mean, that was, you know, aside from the physical trauma from that, you know, it was just kind of nobody to direct my, my revenge on, you right. know, um, no immediate outlet right. to, to let that out on. Um, so, I mean, you know, then I was airlifted to Tulsa. Um, and we, the medic kind of was not paying attention. I mean, I was drowning in my own blood and did the only thing I could do and spit my blood out at him. Get his attention. As you do. Um, what an asshole. Yeah, absolutely. Then I could breathe, though, after that. But I mean, I mean, we're going to Tulsa. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> how great about Like, there are a million cities in the world, dude. Tulsa's not on my top but 10 you know to what? get medevac to. No offense but, to Tulsa, but. But no, you all know. The offense no, to all Tulsa. the offense to <laughs> Tulsa. <laughs> I'll say the opposite on one end. I, I, I lucked out in the sense that the, the surgeon who specialized in it did a good job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, who specialized in this particular trauma um, was one of our country's leading surgeons who writes books about it. And nice. And he lives in Tulsa. I don't know if you, I don't know the guy. Where did he go? <laughs> like we got a camera here. So where did it go in? Like uh, right mandible. Yeah. So um, fucking hell, man. And Dylan, you been- Dave, motherfuckers, right mandible is the lower part of his right jaw. I, that's me. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. And go to med school. Uh, Dynamite, you also have gone through uh, a tremendous amount as far as like the mental trauma of that. But like you went through like shots, right? You got like. Well, that was recently. Yeah. I mean, this. Dynamite. And you were, plays this down. Um, you, but were, like, you were closely removed from Iraq after when yeah. this happened, too. Yeah. Like, this, this wasn't long God after damn. you got back. Yeah, so, um, yeah. so you dealt with I, this mental stress of combat yep. coupled with the mental stress of this crazy situation. Well, right. and if it was me, which I'm like, you get back from Iraq and get shot in the United States. Yeah. By an American. Yeah. That has to that that, would piss that, me that off. That played a right? big part. But that comes damn. back to Fuck. there's a. 
so there's a concept in psychology that's actually known as mental fortitude. Yeah. And they like to throw the phrase around in the military about having strong mental fortitude and, and all test, that kind of testicle stuff. Fortitude. But but that's what the army actually leans on. Intestinal. That's that's what I said. But yeah. the <laughs> army actually leans on the idea of the testicular fortitude. Of yeah. the idea of just like just fucking bear down and get through it. Man but up. It's the man up mentality. Yeah. So, which I'm okay with, by the way, Jess. It, uh, no, I'm fine with it. Okay, it's. It, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying Are you this. About toxic ma- masculinity. No. right now is that what you're? It's been. But winning, I, it's been winning wars for a few millennia, as Scott. But I do want to talk about actual <laughs> mental fortitude. So mental fortitude, when you actually have the ability to look at a situation like that, and you can continue to process the information, where you can actually tell the story, yeah. where you can deal with that kind of stuff. It comes with a certain level of true mental fortitude. Yeah. So the military does like to lean on the idea of physical fortitude or physical excellence is the standard, right? We look at PT tests. We look at, you know, how fast can you ruck? Can you do this? Can you do that? But that mental, that mental fortitude, the actual the strength it takes from a mentality standpoint of being able to process information, understand where the responsibility lies, understand how to process it, to be able to actually put it into a a systematic uh, layout of what happened, who's actually responsible, where your level of responsibility in it and stuff like that. That is a different kind of strength. Well, that's where the, that's where the therapy plays Apart, right? So it's incredibly important when you go through the therapy. A a large part of the PTSD aspect of all this, right, is you naturally assign blame to yourself for things that are beyond your control, right? And so, when you go through exactly, so when you go through that therapy session, that therapist, one of their primary objectives is to get you to realize that this was not your fault, and there was nothing that you could have done differently right that could have prevented that from playing out the way that it did and being okay with those therapists and going through it and all that kind of stuff the challenge i would say is how many of us have ever hired a personal trainer nobody because we're men (laughs) sorry that's uh, that hasn't happened but sorry jazz because a rex account sorry jazz (laughs) i work myself out here's where i'm gonna call you out john You've gone through CrossFit training. I'd never hired anybody. It doesn't matter. You went to somebody that was a subject matter expert above you to teach you how to institute those things. So I could teach other people. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But you went to somebody that knew more than you did yep. in order to help you gain that skill set. Oh, 100%. Are you, tr- are you trying to draw the parallel here that John going to CrossFit is similar to someone going to seek therapy? Yeah. Hundred percent. I, I, I want to circle back to my my insults on you. Go ahead. <laughs> Obviously, I've never hired a personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll go back to your skill set. You were you were a sniper instructor. Yes. Yes. 
Sure. So yeah. somebody taught you how to shoot. Yeah. And then you had enough of a skill set to teach somebody no, else. Scott invented the gun. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Have you not been him? listening? He was here for the I Ming Dynasty. Okay? John Browning. <laughs> he, he got some fucking idiots to create the wheel so they had a round thing that he could put in a barrel to shoot. There you go. Yeah. So I think rifling came from. My Scott point was like, is, you know what make this musket go way <laughs> What is your point? Right? A my point bullet. is we need a pointy bullet. <laughs> looking at something like therapy. All you're doing is you're finding somebody that is able to train you yep. for that mental toughness and that mental so that mental integrity that you need to process information. These are people that know more than you that can train you on how to deal with it Absolutely. so that you are stronger on the back end. So here's part a great continuation. Part of the reason, part of the reason that I, I wanted Dynamite to come here and tell the story, though, too, is to show and to, and to kind of showcase and prove the mental toughness of – the veteran community, you know what I mean? And, 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 and you as a whole, you know what I mean? Like when you told me this story, we were free, we were freezing in the middle yep. of fucking uh, mammoth. Like we were yeah. like standing there bullshitting and I've known you all of fucking what? 20 minutes yep. when this conversation took place. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Well, but here's the question I was I have. like, that is, that is an is insane you're able to tell fucking the story. story. Now, hold on. Hold what on. was the process of you being able to tell that yeah. story? And so I think this Matt's is, trying to tell yeah, this Yeah, this story. is where I'm trying to get, right? So the, to Jazz's point, to reach out, and this is a long journey, so how do I know Dynamite, and how do, how do we, because this is similar, right? That, one of the first things he's fucking told. I just kind of drop it on people. He's it's a hell of an icebreaker, bro. Yeah, man. That so is I was a hell like, of a fucking icebreaker. Here I am. You know, I'm in the middle of a well, job search. Really? Well, I got shot in the face and watched yeah. my girlfriend die. <laughs> so fucking, deal with it, bitch. I'm an Air Force guy. <laughs> okay, right? I'm an Air Force guy. There's not a lot of guys that I that run in my circle. Yeah, we should definitely be talking about mental toughness. That are... That are going to have a story like that right that's that's just not a common thing because that's not where we are when it comes to the tip of the spear and all that fun stuff um you know one would say we're smarter has a back end we send our officers to die so what is your guys's problem the the Uh, butt of the the, yeah the the butt of the shaft dynamite actually and this is one of the the proud things of season two is one of the first episodes of season two was we had his therapist as a guest wow, on that's cool. the show that's awesome. to talk about the therapist patient relationship and the, like the magic there. Dynamite, before- you're not supposed to fuck your therapist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> The magic that happened. No, no, no. I think it's the therapist is not supposed to fuck the patient. I don't think there's any rules about the other way around. That's probably true. No one condemns the 13-year-old for having sex with their teacher, right? No, everybody's throwing high fives. It's the teacher that's fucked up. Don't fuck 13-year-olds. Yes. Yeah, that is wrong in all society. Unless you're like 13. In which case. Maybe Genghis Khan. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yes, you do. Okay, maybe. So, <laughs> so seventy episode seventy two, Doc Shawner Springer, he, he who actually recently wrote a book called Warrior. So go check that out, Doc Springer. That's a shout out to you in the book Warrior. Um, she's done a lot of work with with patients that were military that that right. suffered trauma and what that. What Mikey, that didn't all I comes interview into. her? Mikey, you have four bottles in front of you. Mikey, Mikey. I know. Mikey. Didn't I interview Mikey. Doc Springer? Mikey. Doc you have to forgive Jazz. He he doesn't uh, care if you're yeah. talking. I think I did, uh, right? Blonde lady. Mm-hmm. Jazz. Younger. Is no, she's like mid-40s. Looks, looks younger than she looks is. Looks great. But Very much. 
Yeah, 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 you did. Didn't I interview her? Yes, you did. Yeah. Can we yeah. please no, refer she's brilliant. to therapist mm-hmm. as the rapist? The rapist. The rapist. The rapist. I'll take the rapist. I'll take the rapist. Two hundred. Yeah. Anal bum cover. That's an album cover. <laughs> uh, but no, we had we had uh, his therapist on. So dynamite. How many years was it before you actually felt like you could function the way you have? Right. It's been a decade. A decade. Wow. See. Okay. So when we talk about like fortitude. It doesn't, it's not something that happens overnight. Okay. When but we talk strength about, doesn't happen overnight. It was forged. Right. It was but forged. It's anything, whether it's, right? whether it's, it's uh, unfortunately, whether it's steel. Another recruiter. Jesus Christ. Whether it's steel or physical hey, strength hey, or mental strength safe. or any of that kind of stuff. It's that executive that learning. It safe. fucking takes time. Like oh, it takes time and it takes work. And yeah. if you want to deal with it, you have to be willing to put the fucking work and in. And I think it's an and important that, point. You know, that's the hard part. That's the hard part. And it doesn't matter what, what you're dealing with. We celebrated nine years, eight years for for Dave when he did his eight years of sobriety. Yeah. Uh, you're saying, Cheers, it's, Dave. You're saying it's, a, it's a decade to deal with that situation. I mean, these levels of strength to realize where that weakness is. And let's just call it what it is, yeah. where the weakness is to grow, to build something strong enough to here, be able to deal with it and process it. Like, here's the I have, point. I think right? I had met you twice, maybe before I'm talking to Dave off camera. So I know this is weird. I think I talked to Dave twice before I knew about your length of sobriety and and everything. So how many times you asked him for offer him a drink? I think at that point it was like two or three times yeah, that I'd I, asked him to. I, so, I, so, I so I felt like a total ass. But here's the vet pivot point. Ten years. Dave just started working. Um, again, we just on episode 98 walked through. A, 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 we can call it a rejection. We, call, yeah, we walked through a rejection absolutely. text that Dave got from someone. A personal contact within a company. And how do you rephrase that? How do you say to you, like, how do you say to Dave, to Dynamite, right? Hey, man, you got fucking rejected. Dead name they did. They I did. dead name the fucking shit out of you. How do you say to Dynamite, hey, man, you got rejected, but, but this dude is like looking out for you. Well, I thought what was cool is how you broke down that text message. Yeah. Like for him. And we talked about it on the episode 98, which if you haven't listened to episode 98, apparently it's the greatest thing ever because we keep referencing it. But it's, um, you're welcome. Vet you're welcome. You <laughs> you're fucking welcome. <laughs> um, but our it, audience on both sides is going to be so fucking confused. Oh, <laughs> it's all over the place. It's all like, over I don't know. I, I think I need a second phone. Um, they're going to be like, I just listened to this episode. I yeah. swear to fucking God. <laughs> right. uh, I've heard this before. This, uh, is, this sounds familiar. Well, the interesting thing is, is we, we broke this down, yeah. you know, during that episode about how uh, how fortunate you are to have a guy oh, yeah. who would take the time to break that down and be yeah. like, hey, look, dude, let's 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 peel this onion back. All right. Let's take this text message as a whole. Let's let's hit it layer by layer. Because I was irate. Oh, yeah. Like, you were I'm not going to hide that. I was yeah. like, well, and, and you explained why, you know, you explained mm-hmm. because, you know what, you you were you were told uh, an expectation. You were basically told you had it in the bag. Everything was fine. Da, 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 da. And then you went there. You knocked it out of the fucking park. It was exactly Dude, it was I a can, job. I can instantaneously relate to that. Yeah. yeah. Jazz. A hundred percent. I had an interview where it was all set up. And at the end of the interview, yeah. everybody was like, you're fucking amazing. Yep. This is. And then I got Same. told you're actually too good for this job. 
Yeah. Sounds familiar. So we are going to, we're going to push your resume up to a higher level, but we've hired this other guy that's not near as qualified as you are because you're overqualified and you'll be wasting your time. Let me drop another company real quick. Okay. Other than my own. So we haven't talked about your company. Just. And, so we're we're not going, and, we're, and we're not going to, right? Uh, but we will We will I, go down this rabbit hole. We're not going to do that because you don't want to open up that can of worms. Because I don't want to open that can of worms. <laughs> but I will open the can of worms on the company that missed their chance. Okay, so uh, when, I, when I transitioned out of the Air Force and into the civilian world, with all my education background and all my experience and everything, great stuff. Yeah, we get it. You got a big dick. But just fucking continue so, on. Jesus. <laughs> when fuck. I fucking applied, I got skinny told jeans, dude. This I actually, can see it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I applied to this looks. company and they. Did you uh, wear that shirt in your grinder profile? I'm just curious. <laughs> I, wow. applied, I applied to this company and they said to me, right, hey, you are actually, I, I called in for the interview. They said, hey, man. Like you're overqualified for this job, but I'm going to put a word in for you. That took time and that took time for another company to come back and say, hey, what's up? So to to Dave's point, like they Dave has been through a lot of fuck shit. Dynamite's been through a lot of shit and Dynamite has has like <laughs> fuck you. Are you, count, are you, are you, dynamite, you, you can't plow people in the ass <laughs> like he does and not go through a lot of shit. That's, That's just right. The way so it is. Dynamite. Really took it fucking hard. Like he, ah, oh shit, that was bad. Yeah, see, dynamite now got grinder and <laughs> like plowing the ass. Dynamite, yeah, dynamite like took that rejection like hard. But here's the thing: like you don't <laughs> want. Like I sit back and I think, man, I'm glad that that fucking person didn't let me go through that interview and put me into a job that I was overqualified for or underqualified for, whatever. How, however you Either see or. it, yeah. not qualified for, right? So. At the end of the day, like you have to trust. Here's the fucking bitch of it, right? Is that you're going through shit. You're putting yourself out there. You're applying for a job. And it's it's like, man, I have a mortgage to pay. I've got car payments. I've got kids to feed. I've got all this shit. That company is not worried about that shit, man. They're yeah, worried no. about their own fucking shit. So where it may feel like they don't care about you, you have to understand like they your concerns are not their concerns and they move at their pace and you need to be prepared for six to eight to 12 weeks of fucking waiting. And so, and that's how that goes. Here's all relate that back, especially for veterans that are transitioning. You know how long it takes From service to the civilian market, right? By the way, not the other transitioning, which <laughs> is that was fine. a different episode. To do that correctly also takes time, but <laughs> also and much longer. If you're actually. if you're, <laughs> say it's not if you're going if you're going service to civilian, you know how long it takes for any of snip, the branches of service to get not, anything done. It's not quick. It's not like Legos. Okay. <laughs> Just call Scott. I'll come over with a cigar thing. Scar just never just snip. No, that's only for Jewish. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so it's John that goes. Yeah. Is yeah. that so why we'll they call we'll it a send, V-cutter? We'll send John for that. <laughs> oh, you don't want a V-cutter. You don't want a V-cutter. You know how hard it is to hit a toilet if you're V-cut? Maybe he does. You know what happens? We don't kink shame here. When you put your thumb over the hose, yeah, you don't want to do that. Got it. If you're service to civilian... You know how long it takes for Big A Army or or any of the branches of service to do fucking anything. The corporate world is arguably worse. It takes a long so time. It, it takes take, a long time for that wheel to turn. A big decision. And so just don't take it, and you can't take it personally. You can't take it personally. Here's the other thing, though, Jazz, is that you uh, you actually 
uh, it's <laughs> they don't fucking care no. if you yeah. they don't. A lot a of time, here's the other thing is is they also don't necessarily need you. Right. They may already have someone lined up for it. So there's this thing where they have to advertise the posting right. for yep. X amount of days. They're not they in the business may of already you. have someone. Yeah. Right. So they may fire you and let your subordinate just sit in your chair and not pay them enough. I I just I recently, <laughs> why, why, why are you staring across the bar, Jess? That's a, that's a, that's a thing. That's a thing that's, that's, a, that fucking happens. That's a thing that happens. Sometimes. I recently I, I recently and I know switched, you listen. And I, I don't give roles. a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I recently switched roles in my company and um Thanks for fucking me up. Thanks for that. Before I could switch <laughs> whatever, before you're, I could switch roles. You're an HR complaint away. <laughs> I've not had one yet, thank you. <laughs> in twenty one. Keyword yet. yet. <laughs> before I could switch roles, they had to advertise the position externally. Know. So it's like seven days that they have to put that shit out there legally before I can actually accept that role. So it yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, so there, you there may is... actually see a role yeah. out there. You're like, oh, I'm fucking great for this role. They already got some. That internal there. big money is about a bitch, ain't it? Speaking of which, fucking Dogecoin to the moon. <laughs> Fuck Dogecoin. Dude, Fuck you. Dude, your wife walks in to work the other day and she's like, I'm a trader now. I'm like, let me guess, because it's in the news that you, you went and bought stocks. She's TikTok, like, yep. TikTok will single-handedly made the most amount of yeah. fucking retail traders that and has ever existed on like, the planet. And I bought I'm cryptocurrency. I was like, let me guess. You bought Dogecoin, didn't you? <laughs> she was I like, bought Dogecoin. Yeah. I also bought Nokia. Just one yeah. minute, I'll walk away. And I'll let you guys yeah. talk about trading for a second. No, we're not going <laughs> to talk about trading. Don't walk away because I'm about to raise my glass. Well, you oh, have to wait need now. Wait, now we're gonna go the only room. thing, the only thing about trading that I'm pissed off about is the fact that uh, the people at Robinhood should be in fucking jail. They're going to be right now. They're absolutely going to be. Good. And it's it's part of the reason that I actually haven't left trading on Robinhood. I want that fucking because class that action class payday. action money yeah. is about to fucking pay out. <laughs> so be nice. Even if my investments don't make any sense. My Robinhood payout on the class action is about to be fucking legit. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. But uh, to any of you out there that are like, oh, I don't know what the fuck to do, buy Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, just go buy Dogecoin. Don't listen to us. Buy we it and do hold not on know to it. Shot. Buy it and hold on to it. So, but uh, yeah, it's a weird like, world. I bought like, like five hundred. I just it was sold like Tesla bucks. to buy Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, a Doge, I'm a Doge for like two thousand for like two thousand shares. That I would not have done. <laughs> Dude, I had like eight dollars in Tesla. It oh. doesn't matter. Yeah, unless you were unless you had the money to actually trade on futures. Yeah, yeah. Or fucking Scott did well when they did the old split. Uh, I did no, well he, he liquidated for the first house. day, and then it dove. Yeah, and then I liquidated then everything. So and then it fucking skyrocketed. I could put, yeah. put that down payment. A little on the interesting house. though that uh, there was massive Tesla trading, and now the entire government fleet's going to EV. That's all yeah. supposed to be sponsored by Tesla. So uh, a yeah. little insider trading investigation may fucking happen there. Hey man, and if you fucking don't, that just goes to show that uh, regardless of what party you belong to. They don't fucking care about you. Yep, they no. don't give a shit. So, uh, Jazz, you were about to do something before. Uh, I was. I was about to raise my fucking glass. That's and right. Hey. Not only my current freedom friends, for, uh -oh. for these new fuck. Hold oh, hold on. I need a refill. We so got to fix a, we gotta fix a up, cup uh, here. Oh, uh, we got to fix. Uh, I got a little bit of a uh, rye here if that works for you. Something wrong with that. It always works. So we are, uh, my new friend yes, and I are drinking some piggyback uh, six-year rye from Whistlepig. Um, or Whistlepig. I'm on that. Uh, no, I'm on that. Oh, okay. And uh, so Something I think that's what in this glass, I'm going to raise up, say thank you, not only to my current freedom friends, but to these new fucking freedom friends. Thank you 
Cheers, boys. For being my freedom friends. And you're, if you're a vet pivot podcast listener, the freedom friends are sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we never promise anything <laughs> but mediocre at best. Yeah. And if you're a uh, Freedom Friends listener and want a show that has a little bit more culture to it than ours does, go fucking check out Vet Pivot. Yeah, absolutely. They actually yeah. get things done over there. They actually have a mission statement. Probably. So uh, <laughs> we pretend to be refined. I'm going to adapt my current no. dating and I'm going to say that you statement. need to like, share and subscribe on both the Vet Pivot podcast. Ooh. And the Freedom Friends podcast Absolutely. on uh, all the social media platforms we and those distributions and reviews Are, on both shows because yeah. this this is the co show faux show co show show and Scott we do have a mission statement oh Lord oh, oh and it starts with a very simple phrase do. it really does what well, is the first first, first piece? It's, it's it's tell your mom. Tell your friends. Tell your mom's friends. John is absolutely looking for that <laughs> scarf still. He hasn't found it yet. He needs that scarf. He needs that ass scarf to get through twenty twenty one. But there is a that's not the mission statement. Four but we do have a mission uh, that are that like you know to to we to, have a mission statement to fulfill that mission though. And it's it's three simple steps. It Mikey, really what's is. the first one? Uh, I believe that is to smoke on. Absolutely, uh-huh. Scotty. What's the second step? Ooh, drink on. Oh, there it is. And the last step, and we highly, highly encourage highly everybody to participate. God damn it! Freedom, Freedom the, the fuck, fuck on. on. Yes, sir. Ooh, okay. We also have three steps, by the way. Oh, do tell. Acceptance. We have uh, three steps of leadership <laughs> in Vet Pivot. It is lead yourself because that's fucking important. Lead your family, whatever that looks like for you, and then lead your community. And that's the sec- that is, those are the three steps to a success- successful transition. I like it. I like it. Fucking like it. Fucking like it. Fucking like it. Fucking I. Cheers. Until right. next time, boys. Do some leadership. Until next time, uh, yeah. Push all the buttons. Uh, until next shit. time, see you later, or see you on another time. Yeah. Okay. Until next time, I just wanted to say it. <laughs> until next time, you're, you're Scott. Dismissed. Do you want to get on this? No, no, let's cut this. Oh, okay. You're dismissed. All right. You're dismissed. 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 <laughs>